0: TheYeshiva.net. One seventy-two
1: drushim on the topic says, "I drushim l'shemini atzeres." There's by yoyim hashemini. Now, this discourse, this maimer was said by the Balatanya on the day of Simchas Torah, Tavkuf Samach Gimel. Tavkuf Samach Gimel, in the English calendar, the secular calendar, would be eighteen oh three. Tavkuf Samach, actually 1802. 1802, I stand correct. Simpchaster Torah of Samach Gimel is eighteen oh two, and uh, even though it starts off with a posik that relates to Shmini Atzeres, but as we shall soon see, it really goes back to the entire month of Tishrei and discusses Rishonah Atzeres, Simay Truvia and Kippur Sukkos, and then concludes with Shmini Atzeres and Simchaster which is the culmination of all the Yom Tovim. Now the opening pasuk is Yoim hashmini shalach es as you could see. Which is a pasuk from the Haftoira of Shmini Now let's remember just a little Pashat uh, factual introduction. The Haftoira of Shminyatzeras comes from Malachim Aleph, Perik Ches, with his a story. The story is that Shloima Amalach finished the first Besamikdash and he made the Chanukah Sabayas for fourteen days. There was a celebration for fourteen days. The fourteen days began during the Aseri, what we call Aserisimay Tshuva, continued through Yom Kippur. It was the once in history that the Jews collectively did not fast on Yom Kippur because Shleimah Hamelech dedicated the first Beis HaMikhtash. And then it continued throughout the seven days of Sukkot. It was seven days before Sukkot and seven days of Sukkot. So it started Zion Ches Yud Aleph It started Ches. Uh, Ches tes yud yud aleph yud beis yud gimel yud Dalet. for seven days and then tasvav tasayin yedzayin yedches yedtes chafchaf followed the next seven days what we would call through her shiner was the celebration of the first base of mikdash's completion by yoyim hashmini the pasuk says on the eighth day which we would call shmini atzeres the eighth which was shmini atzeres shalach es he sends away the people back home. By they bless the king. They go back to their tents full of joy and gladness of heart, and the Pasak finishes Al Avdi They were thankful for all the great benefit and goodness that God bestowed for David his servant through his son Schlima and for the Jewish people his nation. Now at first glance, this possek has no thematic connection with Shmini It's connected to the celebration of the completion of the Beis Hamikdash that happened to coincide that year with Sukkot, and as a result of that, all Jews came together to Yerushalayim to celebrate the Hanukkah's Beis Hamikdash. It just happens to be that it happened on Shmini Atzeres. On Shmini they were sent back by Yom Hashmini Shalach He sent them. He sent them. Uh, he sent them back home. Now, I should just mention, Shemini HaTzeres is a Yomtev. There's no, you're not allowed to walk What do you mean he sent them home by Yom HaTzeres? How could they go home on Shemini HaTzeres? So Rashi explains in Divrei HaYomim that it means that Yom Hashmini he gave them permission to leave after Yomtev. Shalach means he said, okay guys, it's time, it's time to move on. But only the next day, Shemini HaTzeres is Chav right in Eretz Yisrael. us Chav Gimel HaSemchas Teireh. The next day, Chav Gimel, which by us that's when they went home. Because in H's only one day Yom Tif, of course. So therefore, that's the P'shat that uh, that only the next day they went home. Okay, so B'me'la. B'me'la, again, I'll be P'shat, this is not connected to Shmini It just happened to be on the eighth day. However, the Maimir is going to bring out that there's a deeper connection between this Posek and Shmini Yatseris. The fact that it happened on Shmini is not coincidental. It could have happened any day. But Yoym HaShmini doesn't only mean the eighth day from the celebration, which is the literal interpretation. It also is connected to Shmini of Sukkot, Shmini Hatsaris. Especially, especially there's a deeper Nakodah here. Remember, they didn't leave that day. They left the next day. So why did he have to tell them a day earlier? Is the charei that there was something about Shmini Atzeres that is connected to this message, and that's why even though it wasn't necessary for practical reasons, but that demonstrates more that there is a thematic connection between the two. So the truth is, for this you have to understand the Hagdama. Shmini Atzeres is the day. That all the Jewish people receive the hashpa, the flow for their behavior in Torah and avoid it throughout the whole year. In other words, Shmini Atzeres is not just the end of the holiday, but rather, as he's going to show us, it's the end of a process. There's a whole process. The process begins in Elul and Rosh Hashanah, and the final, fi, the final moment, the crescendo of this entire order. Happens on Shmini Yatzeres, and that's when they get the Hashpah, for and Avaydah for the whole year. This is the deeper reason for starting to say Geshem. On Shmini Yatzeres, we start saying He descends rain. This is not just physical rain, it's also spiritual rain. On Shmini Yatzeres, you get the rain. In other words, the flow. The rain is a symbol of the flow. Of hashpa for the whole year, they absorb it. They get the rain. They absorb the seed of heaven on shmini and that's when you start saying Merid agershim till Pesach when it changes to married hatol. Now every year you have to have you don't go you don't come to shmini There's no such a thing shmini atzeres. You have to have a Rosh shana, then you have to have a yom kippur, <coughs> then you have to have a sukkah, and then you can have a Shminiat Saris. In other words. To absorb the rain that descends spiritually on Shmini the flow of energy that will be able to give you your Torah and Avodah for the whole year, you must have the first Yom M'tavim before it. Together, Shmini Yatseris is not a, self, a isolated, self-contained holiday. It's the summation of the energy that accumulated throughout the entire month. To explain what we mean here. And this is ultimately going to bring us back to Shloyma HaMelech's Blessing the people, sending the people home, and then blessing him, which we say in the Haftar of Atzeres. the pasuk tells us in Yirmiyah Pei Aleph, To understand the whole system of the Yom Tovim from Rishon to through Atzeres, there's a pasuk in Yirmiyah, Tismach P'sula b'machal. Then the P'sula, the young uh, maiden, the young maiden. Is going to rejoice b'machal in a dance. Yirmiyah Navi prophesizes for the future tismach Grief will be transformed to joy, and the psula will rejoice in a dance. Psula yipchinas kneses Yisrael mekarei kol neshamas Yisrael. The name b'sula is an expression for Knessis Yisrael, for the gathering of the Jewish people. What do we mean Knessis Yisrael? Mekarei kol neshamas Yisrael. If you could bring all the neshamas together and bring them to their source of all the neshamas, the wells, the spring, the fountainhead from which all neshamas emerge, that's called, that's called the psula. That's the Knesset Israel where they're all together. And therefore he says, this psula is going to rejoice the The yesh pirush. The word makhal has two interpretations in Lashen the literal pshat of a machal is dancing. We have the Gemara at the end of Masachas Tainas. Asad HaKadosh Baruch Asada Asad HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lassais. at And we have in the background an illustration as we began. So we could Excellent timing. We have uh, this, is, this is a connection. Very impressive. So us tis psula b'machal, one is pashat rikot b'machalus, dancing with a machal. The first pshat, however, he says is machal from the word mechila, forgiveness. We have a kippur, slach lanu, slachlanu lanu, kaper lanu, shaterachim aleinu one of the most frequent words used in all of the tefillas of Yom Kippur, because of the theme of the day, mechila, forgiveness. And that's the same etymology, like the word machal, machulach, mechila, which is a dance. What's the connection? At first glance, the two words seem so distinct, so disconnected from each other. What in the world is the connection between forgiveness and dancing? What this pasuk brings out is shasimchas yisrael the simcha of the psula, the joy of Knesset all the souls of Israel, with Hashem, is like a metaphor of meraktam when people are dancing in a dance. What's the Seder? What's the system? Anybody who's a skilled professional dancer knows the way you dance is echad you distance yourself from your friend, and then you get close again. The whole dancing is the, the ebb and the... What's the word? Ebb the, and flow. The ebb and the flow, the yin and the yang, you get closer, and then you get further, and you get closer again. And The real professional skilled dancers, you know, just get distant from each other, but there's actually, you twirl around, and at some point, you face each other back to back, and then you turn around, and you get close. But that's this rhythm, the rhythm of a dance is Kiruv and then Richuk. Vaharichuk hu Sibas This is the key. And the Richuk is the Sibas ha The distance is the reason they could get close. Lufi she'ein ha-Richuk amiti. Because it's not a real distance when you're dancing. Shaina ha-Richuk penimiyas ha Your objective is, I don't want to be near you. If I care. Ela she'ein ha-Richuk but, this is how you dance. So the seder of dancing is, you get a little close, you get closer, and then you mumish tight, face to face, in a very intimate encounter, and then you distance yourself more and more from the dance, until you go tveris, as, as far as you can go, to the point that you're still holding hands, and then you come back together. That's why it's called machal. Machal means an eagle, a circle. Why? Because basically, in an eagle, after you complete, the, after you finish the complete circumference, you come back to the first point, and then you go again in the circle. And the circle expands, and it can be a very big circle. And you go out and out and out, and then you come back to the first point. So the rikot is the person, machel, coming back to that original space, and then you expand the circumference, and you come back, and so on and so forth. So nobody's going to say... That when you're distant, now the relationship is really a distant relationship. You no, know, we got into a fight. No, that's the derech <coughs> harikot. <that's> the <coughs> the in other words, the is only for the kirov. In order to be able to come close, you have to go far. Because if you just stay close, then you're not close. You just you're just in the same position. In order to be able to get close, to experience the closeness, there has to be some element of distance. The <laughs> Understand how Nishamis work, the Simch of Knesset Yisrael, as Tismach Psullah, how Nishamis Yisrael celebrate, it's always with a machar. In other words, distance and closeness. But veloi richuk ma'amish chas Just like in a dance, don't think that it's real distance. It's the two uh, movements of what we call a and what we call shuv. Ratzoi and shuv is an expression of Yecheskel Hanavi. Yecheskel Hanavi says, Hachayis, kemari habozok." That's where the bozok name came from. Hachayis, the angelic beings, are rotzay v'shoiv. Rotzay means, from the word rots, they run, they yearn, they come close. And shuv is, they retreat, they return. So the Malachim are always in this uh, double motion of rotzay and Shuv. So the rotzay is the Kiruv. And the shuv is the richuk. What is the definition of ratza or shuv by a person? By a person, there's two different states in the spiritual life of a person and really all the life of a person. Ratza is yearning. Yearning to transcend the status quo. You're running somewhere. You want to... You're not complacent. You're not smug. Where you are doesn't work for you. So therefore you're running to another space. Shuv is... Relax. Embrace what you have. Come back. Come back and sit down. Relax. In other words, tension and resolution. The lack of complacency and complacency. The aspiration, the pining, the tzomalach I don't like where I am. Moshe Rabbeinu, asura no ve'eres amara Godla Zazakrashi. Asura mikan, lehiskarev, L'Sham. What's the Iker? It's a Surah Mikan or L'Iskar of L'Sham? It's both nekudas. I want to be there, but I also don't want to be here. A Surah Mikan. I, here I don't want to be. L'Iskar of L'Sham. That's the Rotsun. And then there's the Shuv. Hashem says, Stop. Shalna Lecha Meharag Lecha. Hamokim HaShatayim Adalav Ad That's the Shuv. That's returning. In spiritual terms is, a person has moments of tension Moments of tension is, I want to get out of my shell. I want to get out of where I am. And that really is all about ambition, motivation, leave, transcend. And then shuv is the ability to make peace with what you have. And both tnuas here, Chayas ratzai that is essential to, as we will see the whole avaida of a person. Lefishe'i, e F tamad It's impossible to always be in a state of ratzai. Just like practically speaking, a person who never has a moment of... uh, Estrangement? Of satisfaction. No, a moment of satisfaction. Only tension. It's impossible to sustain it. There has to be... On on one hand, a person who doesn't have Ratsui is is stagnant, is is stuck. I have no ambitions, no yearnings. I, I make peace with my prison, with my solitary confinement. So ratzai represents the, the power of the soul, the yearning of the soul. But a person can't sustain themselves in a state of ratzai. There has to be the ability of shuv. And that's the kiruv and the richuk. When it comes to avoid this Hashem, as we will see, the ratzai is the yearning to get much closer to God and therefore to transcend my present state. And the shuv is the awareness and the knowledge that where I am is also sacred. And I have to be able to embrace my life, and not just go somewhere. Shuv is, good, go some, huh? shuv is, shuv is the richuk, shuv is the richuk, and rotzoy is the kiruv. But,
0: but each shuv comes after there's been a rotzoy. Yes. So you assimilate yes. what yes. you have in the previous and Yes. shuv.
1: Every shuv is a higher shuv because you internalize the rotzoy, and then you go to another rotzoy, and then that comes back into shuv, and then you go to another rotzoy, and it doesn't stop. And that's why it's always a dance. Us, And that's what a good dance is. Now this is very powerful stuff. Because it's one of the hardest things for people to be able to make peace with Ratzu and Shuf. Some people are good at Ratzu. Huh? You can't sustain with e, so just Right. So it... No. Because that's what he wants to be. You should always be in a matzav of Ratzu. Right? You want to be in a matzav of closeness. He says you can't. You have to have the distance. You have to have a certain separation. But the reason you're separating is not that you're really separated. It's very separated, but you should be able to be closer. The next Kiruv is going to be closer. If you remain close, the the dance stops. There's no dance anymore. (laughs) You could just become one. Yeah? On a physical level in the body, is it connected to breathing or heart? Of course. Of course. Contraction. The heart contracts, and then the heart expands yes mm. in the physician language that is the biological you see this in biology that's the fascinating thing. Raianhu is not just a spiritual concept in Avaidas the basis of human life for us to be able to have the circulation that we need ki so you have the heart contracts in other words it tightens up. It tightens up and that's what allows the blood right, to be released and then the heart expands. That's the heartbeat and that's the rhythm also in breathing. So you have the rossi and you have the shuv. Well, Kamaimer, says in Seyfi Yitzirah, Seyfi Yitzira is one of the earliest, if not the earliest, Kabbalistic <coughs> texts. Rashi says in Sanhedrin, created by Adam Arishan, or some say by Rabbi Akiva, the Akivet learned it, that's for sure. The Gemara says, Sefi Yitzirah says as follows, If your heart is running, go back to one. Ve'imratz lipcha shuv l'echad. Now it's interesting. There's a Gerson Sefi Yitzirah, Imratz lipcha shuv l'ochr. Go back. But there's another Gerson Sefi Yitzirah, shuv l'echad, go back to echad. the Balatani Yitaitch, that's the Chiddush. Gamba bebechin is shuv yidvuk ha don't think that in Shuv you lost sight of the echo because it looks that way. Because Ratzai is where the person is feeling this tremendous inspiration. In a very practical way, Ratzai is when you're feeling inspired. What does inspiration mean? Somebody's pulling you. You're inspired to something, right? You're inspired, you're moved, you're moved, you're being pulled by, by an awareness, by an energy, by a person, by an idea, by God, by something. But you're being pulled. You're inspired. Then you're in a state where you're distant. In other words, there's nothing pulling you. You're just back in your own space. So it could feel like richok. He says, no. Even bepkinus shuv, there's dveikus in hashamachah. Now, this concept of rotsi and shuv is going to be relevant to understanding all the yamim that he discussed of Rosh Hashanah through. Yem through to Atzeres and So he starts. To Understand this. We have to understand the Pasek. Of vachas uh, Hashem al kachin, you should love Hashem b'chol with all your heart. So we all know the Mishnah says in Maseches Brachos, and the bracha is b'chol vavchel because with both yitzarim, with both inclinations. L'hovin eich tiyavas Hashem b'yitzarish nikru ra. This needs an explanation. How do you love God with your yitzarish? which is called Yetzer Hara, the bad, the negative inclination. So how do you love Hashem if it's a Yetzer Hara? What does the Mishnah mean? Bechala Vavcha, with your whole heart, B'Shnei Yetzirach. So this is going to be an explanation that will allow us to understand the B'china of Ratzai V'Shuv, which is he's going to come back to show that the whole Tishrei is based on these two motions. The month of Tishrei is based on the Ratzai, and is also based on the Shuv. Different holidays represent different motions, different nuis, and in each one itself you have both. Generally it's the first half of tishrei versus the second half of tishrei. So the whole tishrei is a dance. The question is which stage of the dance you're in. And in every nekudah of every Yom you also have both, because everything is klal and pra. But first we have to understand the that... inyan of b'chal levav ch'eboshnei tzerech. There are two hearts in each person. The You have the right, what we call the right ventricle, and the left ventricle. What do they represent? The two hearts, which represent two spiritual uh, states of consciousness of a person. The right ventricle represents the place of the Yetzir meaning it gravitates to love of God, to cleftan smiley the left is the opposite to fall in love with alien things that are materialistic divorced from a divine content. You have Gashmi is that's not zar because it's infused with a divine content means a stranger you know it's a stranger to, it's a stranger to the true reality of the universe and the true reality of the person the reason the heart synthesizes both is because really the soul in its source is the source from which it was uh, from which it was uh, chiseled out the soul has two dimensions the Ksiv the Pasuk says in Tehillim Akher V'kedem Tzartani David HaMelech says you created me Akher V'kedem Akher means the back Kedem means in the front. You formed me as an Acher and as a Kedem. What does this mean? Pidush. So Chazal Taine, Acher, 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 la Lomai Sha Sha'adam nivra Seif kol Evrayim. Acher means you put me at the end of the line because man is created at the end, after everything. So after everything was created on the sixth day, the last thing that was created was Adam Acher. So this is Acher. Then you have the kedem. On the other hand, you also form the kedem. Kedem means kaidem, meaning ki Yisrael alu b'machshavah. Chazal tell us it's a medrash rab in The beginning of Bereshis, Yisrael alu b'machshavah. The Jewish people ascended in thought, and this is a chiddush because ba'asara mamorish nivra. The world is created from dibur. Vayoyimer elikim. Everything is God speaks. Doesn't think. He speaks. Metaphoric, but he speaks. Yisrael alu b'machshavah. Yisrael are connected to thought. which for Yisrael Rashi brings what is does bereishes bar elakim? Rashi says bereishes bar elakim shemayim So Rashi says I'll be It's a problematic posik. Why? Because it should have said Barishina bar in the beginning. Beratius, bereishes of what? You have to say bereishes something. Bereishes mamleches it Should have said bereishina. So Rashi touches bereishes bar El Akim, Hashem created the world because of Bez Rashis, two things that are called Reishis. Torah and Yisro. Bish, for Yisro, Shinnik, Rishis. the Medrash says, Also, the Medrash says, Mm B'min Nimlach, B'Nishmoisei, and Shol Tzadikim, Also, and B'Rechis, and B'Rechis B'Rechis. Hashem consulted somebody before He created the world. Who did He consult? He consulted the souls of the Tzadikim whether to create or not. In other words, Nishamas precede the world. He brought three sources Yisrael olu b'machshava, bereishis b'shvil Yisrael shenikru bereishis, hakodesh baruch hanimloch b'nishmursan shel Three sources in Chazal that Yisrael precede the creation of the world, because you can't consult somebody to create the world if they're non-existing. So therefore, they had to be there before. You can't say Yisrael olu b'machshava if they came after. Machshava precedes dibur, not after. So it preceded asarim amaros. So that's pshat acher v'kedem tzartoni. You forged me both as an ocher at the end and kadim in the beginning. The When it says he consulted tzaddikim, don't think he means tzaddikim alone. God consulted every Jew whether to create the world. He consulted every Jew. It says in Yeshaya whether to consult the world or not. But then, but afterwards, the soul evolved and descended to become the end, to emerge at the end of all of the creations in action. So in other words, even though this soul precedes all of creation, it descended and ultimately is enclosed in a body, and this body was created at the end of the line, in the whole rung of creation It's the last thing that was created. So in a way, if you're creating things in the Seder of Hashivas of prominence, the goof is the lowest, and the fact that it's the lowest, you see that in order to survive, we need the animal kingdom, we need the botanic world, we need the world of, of the soil, the earth and the water and the produce, the vegetables, the fruits, uh, animal food, etc. We are makabal from doymem, tsemeya, chay, where the water, earth, trees, flower, uh, plants and so forth, vegetables, and of course chay, because the goof is the lowest one. But v'soif maisa b'machshavat chil, as we say in the Chadoydi, l'kra Shabbos l'chuve nelcha, right? Kihim ekedah bracha. Soif maisa b'machshavat chil. The last deed is always the first thought. So the goof of the person, which is the last deed, on Friday is b'machshavat chil, is the first thought, because the existence of man was ala b'machshava before everything. So acher v'kedem tsartoni. In the creation of humanity, God synthesized the paradox, the ultimate paradox. The soul of man is Kedem. It's higher, it's before every other creation. The body, the bruteness of the body is akhar, comes after all of creation. And the unity of Akhar and Kedem follows the principle of Seif Maisev Machshav Etchila. The brute body is the Saif Maisev. The soul is the Machshav tchila. And where does the makshavat chila come out? In the seif ma'iseh. This is what it says in seif yitzirah. The beginning is etched in the end, and the end is etched in the beginning. A very practical marshal for this is a person has a dream. You have your dream house, for example. Your dream business, your dream company, your dream vacation, your dream whatever, your dream year. Now you have to implement your dream. The original thought you only come back to after you finish everything. The original house that you imagine what it's going to look like, it may take three years. You have to build the foundations, and after you have to make the plans, and then build and build, and then when it's finished, finished, hopefully, ah, that was my machshavatechila. So it's only at the end of the Ma'aseh that your original plan, your original dream, is implemented. And the Same is in everything in life. Soif Ma'aseh Machshavat Chilam. No, it's soifon. Betchilasim. The end is etched in the beginning. So the Mele, the Guf, which comes at the end, is etched in the Kadem and the Neshama, which comes in the beginning. Bepchines mekarich haetzvah shloan nefesh al bepchin. It's no, it's chilasim. B'soifon shenimtsech bepchines soiveif kol alma. It says very B'kitzah, but the depth of the Nekudah the, 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 the of the yin, he wants to say here, is that in a person, the two opposites could come together, kedim and Ocher, really because the soul is rooted in a place of of Kalam and meaning that which transcends the worlds, the circle that doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have an end as we spoke about a circle, right? The Samach, any angle you put it on, turn over the Samach to the top, to the bottom, turn it over to the right, to the left, it's always the same Samach because there's no Higher and lower. No other letter in the Aleph Beis or the Alphabet would that work besides a circle. So therefore, the top and the bottom become connected. The soul is rooted in that space and therefore, Achir and Kadam could come together. And that is why in every single person you'll have two different Nekudas. You're going to have Ratzoy and Shaif. In every single person, you're going to have both Nekudas. There's a long, a long brackets here, right? But let's go after the brackets, you see? A long brackets after mm-hmm. of Kalalman. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, five lines from the bottom. From this you have in every single person's heart two opposite experiences. Ratsi and Shove. Because the soul, because life is a paradox, so therefore life is about a paradox. Because you're made up of a paradox, so your life is about a paradox. And this is a very fundamental idea in the Terror of the Balatanya. Life is full of paradoxes. Like with everything, stivis, contrasts. Contrasts. Now, paradoxes drive us crazy. (laughs) Because we like things to fit in comfortably into a box. So how do you deal with paradoxes? You could deal with them on a uh, domestic level. <laughs> you could deal with them on a cosmic level. You could deal with them on a divine level. Domestic level means you try to figure out on a local, you know, what, what, how to deal with the paradox. Cosmic level is you uh, philosophize eloquently <laughs> about the paradoxes of, of the world what we call in Yiddish, our grandmothers call a and that somehow justified everything. The world was forever a Meshuggah Nevelt. I don't know when it was normal, but somehow it was like a Meshuggah Nevelt. Okay, if it's Meshugane, so don't expect it to be normal. But the truth is, to really come to terms with paradox, you have to understand that the origin of life is based on a paradox. Ochre tzartani, and that's why in every person there's ratzai v'shoi, because the very essence of where they come from, is a paradox. When you have ocher and Kadem, so that's why every heart has Ratsay and Shaiv. What's Ratsay and Shaiv? Chalul HaYimani and Chalul HaSemali. B'chines Ratsay, b'chines P'nimiz ne Kudus HaLeiv, she b'chalul HaYimani, Lias kol sanaf shel Hashem, lish tapech naf shel cheikavim um kadalibu. that's want new in life, that if you're in touch with the core of your heart, you'll see... That it desires and yearns to pour its soul out. The that the heart should, simp, the soul should just pour out. It should melt away in the bosom of its father from the depth of the heart. That's the rotzi. Because since Yisrael Olam B'Machshava, so therefore there is a chord in the soul that what it wants is it wants to go back to that original space of being a divine thought because that's what it really is. Yisrael Olam and that's the rotzui that there is a very real and authentic. If you could become aware of the properties of your soul, you'll experience the pnimius nekudas halav and chalal the core, the umka, the which is at the depth of the heart of the soul, the chalal Yamani, which has this yearning to become completely absorbed in the bosom of its father, the nikkretaluma slave. It's also called the secret heart, and the reason is because, not that it's concealed, it's inaccessible, that may also be true, but here it means something else, because it's concealed in the heart, meaning, It's beyond, the source of this love, is from the bond between the soul of man and Hashem, that is, beyond intellect, beyond, beyond seichel. It's not something that can be grasped in HaSogah and tam V'das. It comes from a place that's beyond comprehension. It's not rational and logical. I understand that you mean something to me and that's why I want a relationship with you because what I'm going to get from you, No. It comes from an essential dvekas and intimacy that is super rational. For kadem, we call this kadem acheve kadem shenilkeh from pchinas kloy machshavay Aluba yisrael Now let's remember what the navi says: My thoughts are not your thoughts. In other words, my thoughts are not logical, <laughs> uh, comprehensive thoughts that you relate to your own thoughts. So when you say yisrael Aluba b'machshava, it means that the soul is rooted in the loy machshavay sechim pchinas yoshes choshech the Pesach says on this in Tehillim, which means his hiding place is which is like which is concealed from somebody else. It's darkness that's concealed from somebody else. It's not revealed in tangible ways that we could be able to wrap our brains around it. And that's where the soul is rooted. And that's where the soul is rooted. That's why we say, in the shadow of Hashem. Why is it called in the shadow? Because a shadow always comes in a place where there's no light. The light doesn't reach there. The light does not reach there. That's why there's a shadow. So the shadow represents that which is higher than that which could be expressed through oil. It's basically taluma slave. It's a secret that is beyond what could be tangibly manifested. In, uh, in descriptions that we can easily relate to, it's and this endures forever. It's certainly concealed in every single Jew. You just, I, I I didn't go through the brackets, right? You see, okay, I just, I should bavar on that because there's a lot of brackets there, so I, I skipped the second brackets also, right. So he says, It's certainly concealed in the heart of every single Jew. It's always there. This deep Kesher is not a result of something you did. You generated it, you accomplished it. Because you have this Neshama, like we learned in previous maimed. you cannot lose this Kesher. You didn't create it, and therefore you can't obliterate it. So therefore it's always there and therefore a person could arouse it, for example, during davening, because it's always there. It's not like it's gone. It's never gone. It's there. It's because it's by definition of who you are, that there is this dimension of the soul, which is in the body, that is kedem. It's all of a It's completely one with Hashem. It's betzel shindal yud. It's beyond light. What do we mean beyond light? It's not manifested in a way that tangibly, you, you could rationalize it, and base, say it's a rational relationship you know, I, I learned about you and I like you and then you're good for me and it pays to be your friend. Those are all rational relationships. You're great company, uh, you give good schar, it's good to hang out with you, uh, I have fun with you, I enjoy you, whatever, you challenge me. Different reasons why people engage in relationships. This is l'maylam and In other words, it's not based on an intellectual justification. It's a dveikas, that it's deeper than rational. The rationality of a person and it touches God Himself. It's Israel Olam V'Kedem. And with this, this is the first love. This is the first. This is the rotz. But we all know that this love can completely pass. In other words, you don't have it. You don't see it anymore. Because the kedem lives in the other. This love is concealed in the external heart. What's the external heart? The Akhir of a person. The Akhir of a person means the person has the lowest rung in creation. The person has, has a different system. The person here operates in a different system. So it's acher v'kedem sartani. So there's a capacity in me. There is a, to understand your soul. To understand your soul. You have to understand the kedem element of the soul. This exists in the soul. But then there's other moments when there's the Akhir element because this is concealed and embedded mm-hmm. in what he calls the external heart which is called Akhir. Umikal Makay Rishimu Nikavini A Rishimu which means a residue. A rosh will always endure Behelem Makif Lovat. It will always remain even concealed. As a Makif, Makif means as a peripheral energy above you, it hovers above you. Leis Mechseu Master to be like a shade, a protective uh, a protective shake. The koyach of this ave is that even if it's not tangibly felt, a, of it, a residue of it can be felt in the person to give him the koyach to be sur meira to stay away from negativity and do the right thing the whole day even though he doesn't have the Rishvayesh, there's no fire, and therefore the fire may be elsewhere. But the awareness of that dimension of the self, that dimension of the relationship, is one that informs and enlightens <coughs> the rest of the day, that even when you're in a state of Acher, you still have a memory, you still have a left over, and therefore the Hal Rahman, you remain in the realm that you should remain. That's why it's also called a shadow. Just like the shadow. Can protect a person from the heat, the scorching heat of the sun, or the winds, or the rain. This even though it becomes concealed, and after davening, one may not feel it. It still protects him that he shouldn't completely fall Ocher. He should completely fall on his back and develop an avera, develop an addiction, a love to that which is completely <coughs> alien to, to him and his relationship with God. So it still protects him like a cell. <laughs> because this Ava is always there. It's not like you have to doubt if it's there. This Av is always there in the core of the heart. It will never ever falter. It will never move because it's in the Teva habriye. It's in the nature of creation from Sheshus and So therefore, even if it's completely concealed and inaccessible in a tangible conscious way, one still knows that it's there. And because it's there, it has an impact. It has a certain uh, power, an influence, that it influences the person, that the Kedem influences the Akhir. So in we have two p'chines in the heart, halala yamani, halala smoli, two in the soul. One creates the ratzoy in the soul, the lack of complacency, the lack of smugness, the yearning to be completely one, to melt away, to completely lose your ego, because there's a space in you that is completely egoless. On the other hand, there is the akhir of a person, and life is about negotiating and navigating the two aspects and even though a person may not feel the Kedim, it's always there, and they could trigger it, they could arouse it, especially during the time of Davening, which is the objective of Davening, but nonetheless, even after that, it always remains, it always remains present. Now he says, <laughs> Now, the main avoid of a person is called avoid. What does the word avoida mean? Avoida comes from the word Right? Oisoi sa avoidu. Sheish sheish yavoid. The concept of avoidus evit, which means the avoid of a servant. Veikir haavoid the belief. Now the main avoid is in the heart. Kediksev. We say Krishna. Ula How do you serve him? B'chal levafchem. V'hainu a ava lo hoitzim b'chinasah helam b'chinasah gili belief. It means to extricate this love from concealment to revelation. So the avoid is the avodas of Evet, and the avoda believe is to bring out the Ava from beleiv inside one heart to the outer heart. to bring out the chayshich. Which is This is a positive chayshich. This is a chayshich that's higher than orev. It's deeper than light. It's not seeable because there's no way to describe it. I can't see it because my eyes cannot define it. It's like the black hole in science. It doesn't have too little light. It has too much light. The, the, the force of gravity doesn't allow it to release its light. It has too much light, so it's dark. This is the chayshech that's higher than earth. So to bring out this chayshech, that it should become revealed. The passage, the passage says in Micha, Ki Hashem early. I sit in darkness, but God is a light to me. So what does this mean? Literally, it means even when I'm in a dark place, Hashem is still a light for me. Right? Here, He's touching it in a very positive sense. The Ava is called an Ava of Choshech, because it's higher than Seichel, it's higher than Dav. You can't define it, you can't grasp it. It's not revealed in ways that we can articulate it. It's completely beyond the intellect, so therefore, it's called an ava of chayshach. But this ava which is called chayshach, one ought to turn it into oid. In other words, that it should be able, it should be able to be mayor. It should illuminate the external conscious life of a person. This is the beginning of creation, and this is how he teaches the beginning of creation. It says the earth was dark. How does it start? First thing you have to know: this of the first day is what he's teaches here. God was alone, and therefore there was no ur, there was no gili, there was no revelation that related to creation. That there should be light. This was already the lower level to bring out that you should be able to be revelation, meaning that godliness should be articulated in a way that it could be perceived. It could be experienced, just like light allows us to see things, to experience things. V'lazat tzarekh liyis this requires real Avodah to bring this out in you. And on the other hand, it's not really new. There's nothing new under the sun. Because this is who you are. You just have to bring it out from Ha'lev to Gilead. For so this, every person was given their measure of life. The Pasuk says, The days of our life is Shivim or Shmoinim shana." In order to to work with the Savoy, that the av of the heart should be felt in the external heart. The Torah, the Pasuk defines the function of these 70 years. It says, In the plural. What's Bahem in them? Life is called Rishus It's a Rishus of the public, of multiplicity. So that's why it's Behem. In other words, the whole kavana is that to bring out Behem in the Rishus HaRabim of a person, meaning the part of life where you feel everything is fragmented. A Rishus HaRabim, nothing is connected. There are many, many diverse people. In Kedusha, there's a sense of Achdos, of unity. Everything is one. The closer you feel the presence of God, the more things become a Rishus HaYachim. The further you go away from the source, everybody's on their own. I am I, you are you, and everybody has their own issues. The more you feel the source, the more there's oneness. The less you feel the source, the more there's Rabba. So, Shiv Mshana represents a work. Through 70 years, which is basically seven midas, through many Madrigas, Say no Vahem, to bring into the rishus harabim the Achdus of the rishus hayachit, because kedem is rishus hayachit. There's no distinction. Ocher is all about rishus harabim. Everything is mult, is all multiplicity and fragmentation. To bring in from rishus Yo- to make bahem to transform the lashon Rabbim into yachit, you have the nekuda of life of a person. You mention I shiv Mashana, for a person to be able to experience throughout life who they really are so he says the shlichus of a person in life is to be able to bring out to their conscious external life who they really are inside who are they inside inside its kedem the soul is completely one with hashem without any separation or fragmentation whatsoever beyond light in other words from the va'ar its to make it yehi ark er. hashem should become early shouldn't only be in a state of darkness and concealment, it should become, it should become early. So he says, Now there's a, a, a long parenthesis again, you see a long parenthesis that goes till base, well, another few months. Now you could see the system of the yamim tovim. Basically, we said that the whole Avoid is comprised of two b'chines, Ratzai and Shav, like the dance. So first you have the Ratzai, What's the Ratsai? The Ratsai is the yearning. There's a Nigan. Anim Zmiris veshirim Erig, right? From the Shir HaKovit. Kelecha nafshi sarig, nafshi chamda betzel yadecha kol rosaydecha. Huh? You know the Nigan? Yeah. So there's a beautiful Nigan on the words that was taught by the Lubavitcher Rebbe Simchas some so before he taught, ah, me. you know the niggin. Oh. Huh? You mm-hmm. never heard it? Mm-hmm. Ki so it's a niggin of, of Ratzel, of Yerm. <coughs> so before he taught the niggin, he said a maize. That it's brought in Shulchan Aruch that the day after Yom Kippur, you should come early to Shul. <laughs> so you come early, Yom Kippur, the day after Yom Kippur. So, uh, people came to Shul, they came to Shul, and they came to Shul to Davin early Shachris, and they saw that there was a Jew on the bimah with a Talus, and he was singing Anim's Midas Vashidah Meadah. He never left the Shul after the Illa. Why? Because during the illah, there is such a feeling of Dveikas, that it, he didn't want to tear himself away from it. He didn't want to leave the state of Naila where basically from there it goes downhill. You go right back into the real world. And even though it's to it's but it's not Naila anymore. The Dvek, especially by Shema Yison HaShemu by Nailah, there's such a deep intimacy, he didn't want to leave intimacy with God. So he didn't go home. He stayed with his talus. The next day morning, they found him with the kittle, the talus, and he was singing this niggin on his knees. This was the haqadama that he gave before he taught the nigan. So you see the rhythm of the nigan represents this tenuah of nafshi, so chamda, betzel yedech, ladas, kalra, That's ratzai. That's one tenuah. But you don't stay by ratzai. Because there's an achar, and the achar will emerge. There's an Akhir that emerges. That's the second part of the person. Person as a lowly, physical, often beastly creature. The goof that actually is desperate for food. It's desperate for animal food, for vegetables. It's lower than daimum tsumeachai. It's inferior. It's the most inferior creature. So this this is the paradox of a person. So you have the Rotsu, and then you have the Shug, but he says that's the tachlis of life. Don't get misball from this paradox. That's the whole say no bohem. You got to work with the rishus er Rabin, with the world of multiplicity, the world where there's no unity, where there's no inspiration. But the goal is to stay Ruzi, to finish up Ruzi, no? The dance, no? Yeah. It's, ratzai, it's yeshuv, ratzai, shuv, Ratzu shuv, Ratzu shuv. Finished. We'll soon see. We'll see. The ultimate goal it's not so partial to So therefore, you have these. You have these p'chinas. Now we're going to see. Wait, now. So now we're going to establish that the whole rhythm of Tishrei <coughs> is a dance. Tishrei is a dance. Meaning, generally, Tishrei has two sections and people feel it. There's the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur segment of Tishrei. There's the Shmini and Chastayra. There's Sukkot and the Shmini Yatzeres segment of Tishrei. Generally, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is the void of Ratzai. Sukkot and Shmini Yatzeres is the void of Shuv. <coughs> Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is the time that the soul is capable of getting in touch with its primordial, deepest, profoundest essence. And therefore it expresses itself in the yearning to melt away in the bosom of its father. That's the Nekudah That's what the whole experience revolves around. Then you have David of Sukkos, which celebrates nature. The person goes outside to the world, the person takes the Dalad Minim, it's a different tnu. it's not a tnu of Rotsi, of Transcendence, but it's more the tnua of returning of what you receive. Ki should be Hashem early. It should be able to be accessed in the tangible life of the person. That's the void of succas. That's why in the soul, Rishonim Kippur is a very different energy than the avoid of sukkis. However, in each one, there's rotzi and Shayim. Because there's never a Ratzi without a Shuv. There's no Shuv without Ratsi. For them to be dynamic. It's always complicated. <laughs> it's never just one Nechudah. So that's why in Rosh Hashanah, you have also the two nekudas and Yom Kippur. And in Sukkis you also have the two nekudas, And in Shemini and Chastar, you also have these two nekudas. As he's going to go on to explain. You see page 173, it's Pei Zion. Pezayin, Daf Pezayin, Column One on top. It says mm-hmm. Dushim Hashmini Atzeres. this on. Vibrate. Okay. In this Mimer, the Balatanya began with the pasuk that it says about Hashmini in the Avtoira. Bayoim Hashmini Shilach HaSaam, by on the eighth day, after the Chanukah's Beis HaMikdash, on the eighth day, Shleim HaMelech sends, uh, sends everybody home. And he begins explaining that the Chaydash the, Tishrei is a Chaydash filled with many different Yomim tavim As we know, of course, Rosh Hashanah, Suresh Meit and Kippur, the preparation to Sukkot, Shukkot, Shemini Atzeres. But it's not some random uh, holidays that were all put together in one month, you know, one month that's filled with action, nonstop. But there's actually an order, there's a system, there's a rhythm. In other words, there's a, a beat, if you will, to all the Yalim Tevim of from the beginning throughout the month. And um, in order to explain this, he introduces the Pasuk, in Yermiya Az Tismach Psula which means then the psula, the young woman, will dance, will rejoice in a machil and a dance, and explains that alpinister psula is always a metaphor to Knesset Yisrael, to all of the nashamas Yisrael, and machil has two interpretations. The literal interpretation is a dance, like Asad Baruch Hu Lassus, and but it also shares the same etymology as the word mechila, forgiveness, to forgive, mechilas oven, and what's the connection between the two? So he says, because the simcha of the psula of Knesset Yisrael with Hashem is like a machal, like a dance. Professional dance is a skilled dance. What happens is, the two people who are dancing, they're close to each other, but in order to facilitate a skilled dance, they grow distant from each other in the dance. And then they come back, and then again, And that's the rhythm of a dance. You get close and you go far and you get close again and you get far. And it's not that the distance is really a distance that now we're alienated from each other. No, simply the distance allows there then to be a closeness. Because if you just remain close always, you can't get close. When you have the distance, it allows you then to get close. And there's some dances where they even turn around and they face each other back to back. They don't even see each other. But that again is just... To twirl around and, uh, and come back. So he says, that the simcha of the Jewish people, their relationship with Hashem, operates on two different levels. One is called ratzei, and one is called shuf. Ratzei means yearning, or running, or pining, or aspiring, aspiring right? And that's the, the motion of, of, of closeness. I want to be close to you. And then there's the shuv returning, retreating back to your own position in which there is somewhat of a distance. And those two rhythms are essential to all of life and all of Abayad HaShem. A person could never be always in a state of rotsi. Must also go into a place of shuv. But it's not that shuv is real distance. That he's not connected. It's just a different type of connection. That's why it says, and say, if we consider that even in Shuv, he's connected, connected to the Echad. That was the introduction, that there's two elements in life, Ratzav Hashuv. To explain this more, he says that there's two parts to the heart, the right ventricle, the left ventricle, Chalallah Yamani, Challah Smali. Chazal Seva, after Hashem Lekech, the is B'Shnei With both Yitzharim. What's the idea? How could you love God with both Yitzharim? He says there's two ventricles to the heart. And the two represent two very different things. In fact, opposites. There's one element of the heart, he says, that craves Avas Hashem, wants Dvekis and Hashem, and the other one completely wants alien things, things that are completely ungodly. And the reason there's these two aspects of the person, it's not a mistake. And it's not that the person is bad, and that's why it is, exists. It's because there's, inherently life is a paradox. Akhir vakedem tsartani. David HaMelech says, You created me both as last and as first. What does it mean, last and as first? So he says that there's actually two elements to the soul. One is that the shayrish the of the neshama comes before all of creation. Yisrael alu ba It precedes all of creation. On another level, ochr is that the body in which the soul descends was created after everything. So the soul of the human being precedes all of creation. The body of the human being, which gets married to the soul, follows all of creation. It's the last rung in creation, and the soul is the first rung in creation. Not only that, it says that Hashem consulted with the neshames of tzaddikim, and He says, and whether you should create the world. So not only are they the first creation, they are like the the founding fathers. <laughs> They're like uh, the builders. The says, So it's not only the first creation, it precedes the whole dynamic of creation. And that's why the Medruch says, Yisrael Allah not just dibur. The whole creation is dibur, and this is machshava which is more intimate. It's, it's more internal. And yet the same soul marries and goes into a body, that was created last, after everything, after animals, after fish, after everything on Friday, this was the last. To the point that the human being needs all of the other creations to survive. We need diamond, we need the earth, and we need the water, and we need botany, we need produce, and we need animals. We can't live without them. Why? Because we are like the lowest rung. And this is the paradox that every life has to deal with. So even the most perfect, ideal, pure unblemished, righteous life, there is a major, major contrast that comes together in living. So to put it in very simple English, what this means is that to be a human being is not easy. To live is not easy because you're always negotiating a contrast, and not just a contrast, an absolute contrast, a contrast of extremes. And that's why humans are capable of such extremes, because we We negotiate with extremes. The first step is to understand this, to be aware of it. It's not a mistake, it's not a tragedy. It's not because you're Meshuggah or you're crazy or you're having a bad day. Every day could be a bad day and every day could be an awesome day. If you master the the art of paradox, then every day is a very powerful day because you put it in context of the story of creation, of the story of existence. And if not, it could tear a person apart because they think they're, they're split, they're schizophrenic, they're tight sugar, and they don't know who they are. And it's like it's very, very becomes very, very difficult. So you really have to, uh, I mean, it's not the main message here, but I think it's part of the message, is you have to cut yourself slack. You have to understand that there's certain paradoxes that are beyond a person's control. It's, it's essential to the person. And that's why he says, in every person, you'll have two p'chinnas. You have Ratze and shoif. They're also inherent to existence. What's the Ratzu and the Shaiv? From the Kedem of the soul comes the Ratzu, the craving for Kloysa Nefesh, really where the soul just wants to become completely one with its source, because that's what it is. So that's a very genuine experience of a soul in a very deep place, a very deep love. And he says it comes from beyond rationality. It's Yosha B'Se'i Sirelya and shindalad yud. And that gives the person the power that even the rest of the day, even when they're not feeling this, they should remain protected. So from this comes the Ratzu. But yet the purpose of life is to connect the two ventricles of the heart. The Acher V'Kedem sartani U'la Avdoi That the love of the Kedem should be able to permeate even the Acher.
0: The, the Lev Smali, or the, the, the problematic part of the soul, for lack of a better word, that still comes from that same one, the Shum, This this Shayla that that's Mishthal Shalom. In other the whole soul is the Well, here soul. he's
1: referring to the soul versus the body.
0: So when he's talking about the the, the, uh, the HaSmali, or the, uh, the Chalav, he's not talking about the Nefesh behemus part of the soul. He's talking really about just the influence
1: of the guf on you. Or is he talking about. Part of the soul that we. Yeah, have. in other words, that this soul ultimately div- uh, descends and descends and has to become a soul that's, that accommodates and becomes one with the so body. It's,
0: it's to in, that in, in that soul, yeah. And do these p'chinis of you know, match up to Nefeshah Bahamas? Yes, of course.
1: Okay. Yeah. The nefer Bahamas will affect that aspect of the Nefeshah, because that would be like the yakai versus the Yisroel that has to come into that space. And that's why there is this Ratzai and Shoiv, and both are very genuine experiences. There's the element of Ratzai, and there's the element of Shoiv. And uh, so he says, but the Tachlis says that ultimately the two should be able to be synthesized. And this takes a lot of avoda. and he mm-hmm. says this is the Avedah of life. Mm-hmm. Every person has their years, in order to transform the Rishusha Rabbim into the Rishusha yok. That was the Nakud, I mean a uh, very brief of what he said till now. Now he continues, Siv Bays, Pairiq Bays, you see, daf Pezay in the first column, page 173. <laughs> the seder The of this Avoidah has to always begin with Rishashana. After we explained that Avoidah includes two rhythms, Ratze and shuv, and by the way, Stam, it's interesting, there's uh, elsewhere the Balatanya says in Bereshi, Terai Bereshis that a real nigin, every real melody, will always have a Rotsu element and a Shuv element. Because the element of vases. Uh, every real melody. You know, he himself was a, a genius composer, something, a unique composer. I mean, he could hear from his Naguna, the Dalit Babas or Ravina Malkano or Caldo Doidi Doifek, even Kaylee brilliant compositions. So he says somewhere else that there's a, every nigin has in it, a real niggin, has in it the rotzi and the shuv. If you'll analyze any profound melody, any profound ballad, there's the element of the niggin where you're not at peace with yourself. You learn, you're, yearning to, you're yearning for something else. You're yearning to melt away in something else. And then ultimately you have to return and embrace what you have. Because if you're always in a state that nothing is good... And I always have to be something else. Ultimately, existence loses its, its its meaning. You know, but there's no person left. Emotionally, also there's no person left. So it's always a, 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 a like a seesaw. What's the word? yin and yang, a and shuv, where there's a pull of aspiration, and then there's shuv, like tension and resolution. Really, tension and resolution, and So these. These two rhythms, like in the dance, they getting close and the getting far. So he says, during davening the focus is rutz, but the person ought to bring it back b'cholav avcha b'shnei So we're now going to learn that the yamim tovim of chaydesh Tishrei are based on this rhythm as well. So he says, in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah we say. It's from Sechter Rishon and Gemara of Chavzayin, this day is the beginning of your creation. Zikaron LeYom Rishon, a commemoration of the first day. Upchinis Rishonu, Upchinis Smolotachas Liroshi, Upchinis Smol Doich. It's brought in Zoyhar that the posuk and sheh hashirim Smolotachas Liroshi V'yeminoi Techapkeni. The Kala says, the bride says about her groom, his left arm is under my head and his right arm embraces Mr. Zoya says it's two times of the year Rish and Yim Kippur Is Tachas is is the right arm's embrace which he also brought in another Maim we learned on Yom for Shavta Mayim Besosin this concept of the two stages of life Smoil represents Shuv the Gemara says in Saita Yemin Mekareves Lo Olam Yamin Yimini Mekareves Lo Smole with the right arm, you should bring close. With the left arm, you should push away. Here he's touching, pushing away, doesn't mean pushing away as rejection. Pushing away means pushing away as independence. It's a very different shot than small doicha. Small doicha doesn't mean I push you away. Get out of my life. Small doicha means it's not a moment of closeness, it's a moment of distance. It's a moment of autonomy, of independence. She says, V'chein <laughs> adam." Chili b'p'chinis small doicha b'p'chinis richu. In the seder of Avoid it starts with Rosh Hashanah, which is as the Zohar says, "Smoil etachas lo rashi," which Smoil represents small doicha richuk da'henu sheyidme benavshe kilu hurachik ma Hashem u'kamaymer hazal haye beinachakarosh. The person is medame benavshe. He uh, imagines in his soul as though he is far from Hashem. And as the the, the Gemara says in Nida, that uh, a, a child in the womb, a child in the womb of its mother, they teach him the whole Torah, and before he leaves, they make an oath, hit right? tzadik The Gemara says they tell the soul kol ata Even if the whole world will extol you and say you're a tzadik, in your mind, you should experience self karasha. What does this mean? What does it mean? He says, "Ladam ekiel, vadam enav shekilo It means that the person ought to be very honest with themselves and break down and see where they're distant. Al derech zaniskinu kol aviduyim vaslichis kadi mershashanu baserisim All the confessions, all the slichis that the Chazal or the Kohenim or the Rishonim instituted before Rishashanu, meaning an eloh, or baserisim etchuvim What is it all? Liris baatz mekola pchis shaboy. It's really an act of where the person ought to uh, open themselves up to everything. The ultimate vulnerability to see, to be open to every nekudah in me that needs help, that needs fixing, that is off. Which creates a very profound humility and a humble heart on the distance that one may have from God. Somebody is a master of cheshbon anefesh. He really can analyze his words, his thoughts. He's not afraid. Naturally, what this creates is a humility in the heart and a subservience. So, what this is really, this is small doich. What does small doich mean? Small doich means the ability of a person to be completely honest with everything about their life. Now we know how difficult this is for a person to really be open, as he puts it here, to see leaders baatme kol abchises shabbat. And this is not, as we will see in an accusatory way, simply to break a person, to crush a person. It's part of a dance, it's part of a rhythm. There's no real wholesomeness if a person is not ready to uh, break down. If a person is not ready to uh, break down all of the aspects of their life and really see what's going on, there's no way of repairing it and making it wholesome again. You could make believe you're wholesome, but you're skipping over the truth. When you're skipping over the truth, the intimacy is not going to be a real intimacy. It's going to be substituted by a fake intimacy because you didn't work through the broken parts. So he says, But the truth is that this smile is tachas Meaning, when you put your arm under somebody's head, you lift up the head. That's how he touches here. Tachas l'roishi, you lift up. It creates a nasiyas roish, like the dance. The distance is only in order to be able to get closer. The smiles doicha is tachas It supports my head. In other words, it lifts up my head to the point that Hashem is tachas l'roishi. He's under, under my head and lifts up the head until the person reaches Yom Kippur. And then the Pasak says in Parish, lifne havaya titaru. So he teaches lifne. Lifne hashem means lifne from the word like the pnimius, the p'nimius of 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 Yud-Ki-Vof-Ki, That they're an iphan the of ponim biponim. It's face to face, it's the deepest type of kiru between the p'nimius and a and the pnimius of a that's lifnei Hashem, because of the chuvah from the depth of the heart kedixiv, as the pasuk says mi ma'amakim krosicha Hashem uksiv. And the saying l'david Hashem oiri bakshu ponoi es ponecha Hashem avakeish pchines pnimius Alev. The focus in both of these pesukim is mi ma'amakim bakshu ponoi. Seek out my my depth, my pnimius. In other words, really the depth, as we said before, the the depth of the soul is completely one, is completely connected. For a person to be able to feel the closeness, the dance goes first in another direction. Another direction where we actually turn around from each other and we don't see each other. That moment we feel distant. Are we really distant? No, we're getting ready to turn around and get close. What does this mean in life? In life, if you're never feeling your distance, you'll never be able to feel close. If you always feel close, it's not real closeness. Because you're not going through the real process of who you are. You're ignoring it. So first of all, you're ignoring it, so it's going to come to bite you. Whatever you ignore comes to haunt you after. You know, if you're it, it doesn't disappear. We all know that. The question is when it comes up, how it comes up. But it's there. You can't ignore an infection and put a band-aid... And uh, you know, drink a cup of lemonade or have ice cream. The the infection has to be dealt with. The toxicity has to be dealt with. If not, it comes to bite us. Besides the fact, I can't really experience closeness with you because I'm not really close. Because there's stuff that I'm not worked through. But if I go into that place, it's painful. There's a distance there because there's unresolved issues. There's unresolved tension there. But it's the only way I can get to the the So he's going to explain that the Hashanah yim kipper is one part of the dance, and then sukkas you could turn around, but without a Hashanah yim kipper you can't turn around because you like skipped over that part. You know you can't just come up to the you can't go to the graduation party without without going through the exams. This and the exams is tough you got to learn, you got to study, you have to stay up those nights and rack your brain and feel like a, a schlamazzle and a failure and you don't know what you're doing with your life. But that's how, uh, that's how growth happens. So, so Yom Kippur is Lifnei Hashem. You reach the Pneumius. What's the Pneumius? Your own Pneumius. And the relationship there is very deep. It's very Pneumius. It's face-to-face. The <laughs> Hashem what does this mean in Avaydis Hashem? That a person's desire to Hashem and is with all their heart and soul. Although a person is involved with Oilam Hazza, but that's not where their passion is. It's colder. Here's it a definition. And ever, any situation where a person's heart is completely involved with entirely, that's called your face is there, your ponem is there. Face-to-face does not geographically that I'm looking at you, you're looking at me. We could both be looking at each other and estranged from each other. Face-to-face means my entire heart is here. I could be looking at you, we could be right near each other, but we're back-to-back. Back-to-back doesn't mean we're not looking at each other. Physically we could be looking at each other, we're not interested in each other. Even if we're interested in each other, we're not fully interested in each other. It's just to be yitsa. So just like everybody understands, you're talking to somebody and you're busy texting to somebody, it's not called a conversation. A, why? You're there, you're talking, you're listening, you're talking. Because half of your heart is not there, maybe ninety percent of your heart is not there. So it's a the definition of panim bipanem, bakshu fanoi, seek out my pnyas, as panakha shema vakish means that I'm fully, fully present. My entire presence, my entire heart, my entire soul. That's what ponem, be ponem means. It's a kiruv pnimi. So when you say a person is face to face with God, it means they're alive with each other. He's present in the relationship. Mashenken Allah. The opposite is nemar. on this. The Pasuk says, ponu elai Navi says in They have turned their back to me. of their nape, their back. V'loi ponem. What's pshat? you turn to God it's not that you don't turn that's why he says he doesn't say you did turn to me you do the right thing you show up to Shul, you do everything right but it's but you're cold you're there you turn to me but you turn to me with your back you come you show up to the wedding you show up to the event but you're there with your back you don't show me your face where, where is your... Your heart has to be somewhere. Where is your heart? Where is your penimius? Where is your depth? It <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> means it's focusing on the back. Achirayim <speaking in Hebrew> is the hind part, which basically represents uh, the back part, so to speak, of God in the sense that even though everything has His energy, but His energy is not manifest. So His face is not there. His back is there. <speaking in Hebrew> When the person becomes obsessed and involved in materialism, that becomes their punin. Comes to Hashem, they do everything, but it's with a back. I'm not really present. Since by Hashem you can't speak about geographical distance. Because so, you can't say you're far from him. You're never far from him. He's not far from you, and you're not far from him. He's right here. So, that's why when the Navi wants to bring out distance, he doesn't say you're far. He says you're here, but it's oirith. You're facing your back. In other words, geographically, you're right here. But emotionally, spiritually, you're completely not here. <laughs> Midas harachamim. In Kippur you have this ta'ara that comes from the Gili of Edgium, and this haracham, which is like ponem be ponem on his part. The Lacheng, see if that's why the Possek says. In Yeshaya, im yiyu chateichem kashonim, kashalegyalbinu, ivim yadimu katoilak atzemer yiyu. That if your sins will be as red as scarlet, they'll become as white as snow. And if they will be... And if they will be red as a crimson, what is it called? Uh, cr- crimson. crimson. They will become white as wool, the wool of a sheep. vitzemer <speaking in Hebrew> midas Snow and wool, which are white, represent the 13 midas of Al shema Posik. The possek says in Daniel, kislag chiver. His cloak is like white snow. Slag is in Aramaic, shin and sof becomes exchangeable. So shelag becomes slag. Chiver means white. Usaar reisha and the hair of his head kaamar noka. Ayin and tzadik are unchangeable. So tzemer is amar, like amar noka, like clean white wool. You know, a beautiful white sheep, and the wool is, is is bright and luminescent. His cloak is like white snow, and his hair is like white clean hair. So that's why it says a <laughs> chateichem and katzemer they represent his levush, which is slag, chiver, as white as snow, and his hair, which is as pure as wool. That's the garments of Hashem. That's called the yud Midasarachim. kol Yisraeli is ponem So Yom Kippur, you'll see all Jews become elevated to stand face-to-face. That's what happens Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, they stand face-to-face with Hashem. His entire heart is to them in a revealed way. And their entire heart is to Him in a revealed way. <speaking in Hebrew> That's why in Kippur there's no eating and drinking. Why not? What's the toiche? So again, people, t'aych, you're supposed to suppress yourself or crush yourself. He says, no, it's fakir. A whole year people need nourishment. They get nizah, they get muzzin from food and drinks. <speaking in Hebrew> food and, and drinks and beverages are converted into blood and they become part, they're converted into the bloodstream. The passage says, Adamu We live through the blood. The soul is, so to speak, enclosed in the blood. The blood carries the energy of a person and that all represents is Yishalev, the external heart. The Chalil Hasmoyli, which is filled with the Dam and pumps the Dam, which is Damu nefesh, which comes from Eichel and Jersey. He says, On Yem Kippur, what's revealed is the nefesh that's nizgal in the Chalel Hayyamoni. The penimius of the nefesh. The penimius of the nefesh, that that aspect is not dependent on physical food. Remember, there's two parts to the soul. There's the soul that's the kedem, that's higher than creation. That's not dependent on the doymem tzameyachayim. And then there's the soul that's dependent on all of them because it's the last rung of creation, becomes a recipient of them. All year, that's what I live with. I live with my heart, my blood circulation. That's what I have to feed. Achilur <laughs> ursiyah. Yim kipper. you don't drink. Why don't you eat and drink? Because Yim kipper, the person is, so to speak, operating on the level of Pnimi <laughs> halev, And therefore, and this happens from the Richuk, from the Richuk of the slichis and the vidui. They come to the kiruv of yom kippur, of lifnei Hashem, titaru lifnei Hashem. It's the pnimius of Hashem, and it's bakshu pon noi. The pnimius of a person, me ma'amakim, the kedem emerges, and when the kedem emerges, so then that's the day of no achilu ursiya, because that part has its own adrenaline, so to speak. It has its own uh, its own source of vitality, of electricity that's not dependent on Achila ursiya you'll have moments in life. I mentioned on Yom Kippur that it's brought that, uh, that uh, Yom Kippur, especially by Ne'ilah, is like the Yichud Room. Ne'ilah, it's brought in in, 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 <laughs> in Sifre Ne'ilah al pi is that the gates of heaven are about to close. And therefore you have to Chapa <laughs> The last moment, you got to seize the moment before the gates close because the sun uh, the sun shar uh, lanushar be'es ne'ilashar. Right? An interesting expression. There's a deeper type of Nila. And that is that during the ilah, the gates of heaven are closed, but you're inside. You're inside. You're inside. This complete intimacy. You're not anymore outside. So that's Yom Kippur B'chalal, especially at the peak, the crescendo of Yom Kippur. If you compare it to our relationship, it would be like after the chuppah. It says the says is of the end of Tainus, and the ill is like the cheder yichud, the yichud room. So I can tell you from uh, me, quite a few years of experience, the yichud room is always filled with food, good food, because the chasan and kallah fast. But most cases, you come out of the you come out of the room and the food is not touched. It's always for the rabbi and the photographer. That's to say that they come in afterwards, you know, like uh, the hyenas after the prey, and they chop with this this good sushi there always. The photographer eats it all. The photographer, the mic guy, the mic guy, and usually the rabbi, you know, he's there. (laughs) And if the food is eaten up, it's not such a good (laughs) cement. Why is it? Because in the Yichud room, there's such an excitement. they're, They're starving all day. They don't feel their hunger. They don't feel their hunger. So that's Pashtun Gashmi's. In Rukhni if you go a step deeper, in other words, they're in touch with a space in themselves that's not dependent on food. It's a Pnimiz Halev comes out. That's the of Yom Kippur. The Glevitsa Kabadichev once said that he doesn't understand why there's a Pasik in Achir Yom Mez, they eat Yom Kippur, and why there's a Pasik in Yechaskal, they inaladi eat Tishabov. It's a fast day. He says, even if it wouldn't say, nobody would eat Tishabov and Yom Kippur. He said as a Tisha B'av ver esse, ver vilas above, who's capable of eating. and Yom Kippur, who wants to eat. <laughs> the didn't understand why you need P'sukim to prohibit. He says who wants to eat a In other words when somebody's really in touch with this they don't want to eat it. It doesn't do anything for them. Which part is that? Huh?
2: Which
1: part is that? So generally, the smoilay tachas is the shuv, right? So that's generally the difference of the first half of tishnah and second half of tishnah. Your shani kippur and Sufis. but in each Tev you have both. So you have a se'isimet shuv, and then you'll have yem kippur. Yem kippur will be the the ratzi that comes after the shuv, the Kiruv that comes after the Rish. The
2: shuv is the painful part.
1: The shuv is where you was the. The shuv is the, I mean the surgery. Shuv is the distance,
2: yeah.
1: I don't understand. Yeah, that's his whole point. That the the, the, the is not a real rich. The rich is a hachana to the kiruv. Huh? The richuk is ach- like in the dance. It's not that the other person is not there for carrot. The richuk is a chana to the keruf.
0: This is very much from the earlier mimer, where the pain of Rosh Hashanah was the pain of feeling the fragmentation. The, yes.
2: The- yes, 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 yes. Yeah.
0: So it's like a fishing rod. You throw it out into the lake, it's still attached to you. So you're bringing it back. It's not like you're lost. It's coming right. back.
1: Right. Here is Marshall. Was it Sagan? It's like a fishing rod. When you go fishing, you throw it out, but you're still reeling it back in, mm-hmm. so it's still attached. Very good. Right. Beautiful. She so says now. So now you see, there's a uh, there's a um, uh, little brackets here. It's interesting. You see the breath from the says It says. It's not any more dependent on the doymim tmeichen. So, generally, the avoid of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is the ability to be able to get to a rotsui. But in order to be able to get there, the person has to go through the richok and. The kiruv, so uh, the kiruv and the rikhuk so in order to shoshaniim kippur you you get. Well, let me make it clear: shoshaniim kippur you get to the rotzeh, but to get to that rotzeh there's also the rikhuk as he said, in order to be able to get to the kiruv. Now the tachlis is the shuv that comes after the rotzeh, not just to remain in the rotzeh. The ava that comes out also in the is Halev. So generally speaking, Grish Hashanah Kippur, even though they have both, and Sukkis, even though it has both, generally speaking, one focuses on the loss of self, or on the elevation of self, the Ratzin. And then one focuses on returning that into the person's life. This is Misgalah bisukhas binis yemin it hapkeni do this show love the depth of the heart what happens on sukhas yemin it right arm embraces me she yemin al yenu binis av rabshal mai lamata badas yemin always represents love Chesed droya yemin it says in zohar so the love that's beyond rational misgalah lamata bagilia lev it becomes revealed in a person's heart. cha'leiv binis nifrat especially when he's barch that he should not be separated from him. So after the Smole <speaking> Tachas <in Hebrew> comes the Ava of Sukkos, the Ava that comes, the Ava rabba that comes mitam V'das from the Kedem in the person, that it gets revealed that the person should not be able to get separated. <speaking in Hebrew> That's the metaphor of a hug. When you embrace somebody, you don't let them go away from you. Even if they try to tear themselves away from you, you created a fortress, right? I hug somebody; you can't get out of the hug. So sometimes it's negative. The person wants to leave; you're not letting them leave. But here he's talking about the metaphor. Yeminitichapkeni means even that part of you that wants to get away. Ultimately, it remains connected. Without the chibuk, you would go away. The chibuk allows you to remain connected. What does this mean? That sukkahs represents. That the pnimiyya salev, the Ava of the inner heart, comes out into the external heart. The Ratzor comes out into the Shuv. And therefore even the space of me that would be separated, ultimately remains not separated. Hashem This is what the Sukah represents. The sukkah is the shadow. Hashem but Sail Shadda and he said that that Ava protects a person like the shadow protects us from the scorching sun. And that shadow is transcends light. In other words, it can't be articulated in a visible way because it's deeper than articulation. And that's the embrace that Sail, that comes out in the Sukkah, which is the Chibuk that doesn't let the person be separated. Now, here there's a need for a little Hesburn. really a very, very rich idea being conveyed here. And he explains it in other places, more by And uh, some of his successors explained it as well. I'll just t- say the Nakuda. In, in, in love, there's different expressions of love. A person wants to show somebody love. How do you show love? The basic way is through Dibur, speaking I love you. I appreciate you. I cherish you. That's what we do. There's a deeper form of love that words can't capture and it's expressed through a kiss. Why are you kissing? Say what you want to say. It's something that the words can't capture. So you give a kiss. Tell your child, I love you. It's not enough. You have to give a kiss. There's a love that's even deeper than a kiss. It's a gaze again necha yoinim. because I'll say like lovebirds doves, they gaze at each other they ever see for hours it's very, very uh, affectionate it's a look, you can't capture it in words or even in an action it's just people who gaze at each other it's a very deep form of love because eyes are vulnerable and whenever you look at somebody straight in the eyes for a while either they're going to start a conversation or they're going to look away because it's not comfortable. You can try it out. You see, it's not going to work well with most people. You have to be, first of all, very comfortable with yourself and comfortable with the other person, look somebody in the eyes. It's a level of trust. It's very deep. But that's not a chibuk. Here he's talking about a chibuk, an embrace. What's the difference? The difference is, in all of them, it's interesting, It's a very powerful observation of the Balatanya elsewhere. All expressions of love are directed to the face of the person. I kiss you on your cheeks. I talk to you on your face. I I look at you. Chibuk, yeah. You put your hands and your your head is on the back of the person. This ocher ve sartani. The ocher, the back of the person. What's the havana in it? What's the stam? Okay, so how it is? A hug is a hug. I take you around. I put my head in behind you. You don't. I don't put my head in your face. It's not what a hug is. I mean maybe there's such a type of the real Chibuk is Mikatka Meachirov. He says elsewhere, Mikhaqi Mechar. What's the Havana? The Havana is that uh, what's the difference in the face and the back? The face is the place where your personality is most expressive. That's where you distinguish between people. You look at the face. You line up people from the back. It's very hard to distinguish between people. I mean, unless you know their physique, their shape. A face, you right away see no two faces are alike. Backs were more or less identical. More or less. The face is also the seat of your personality. Your unique features, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. It's the place where you speak. You communicate. That's how I get to know you. You communicate who you are. Every person communicates differently in terms of language, in terms of personality, in terms of disposition, etc. The face is j- basically the house that carries your personality more than any other part of the body. Of course, it's the region of the brain, but the face, specifically, punim, from the word pnimius, as he says, it brings out who you are, and no two people are alike. As the Gemara of the Mishnah says, Parts of is the face, the face of the person parts of. The achirayim, the back of the person, this doesn't display the unique contribution or personality of the person. All other forms of love, what do they represent? I love you, but what do I love about you? I love you because of what I get from you, because you enrich my life, because of your face, because of your penimulis. That's why I love you. What if you don't enrich my life anymore? Like the Mishnah says, I love you because, because you're brilliant, because you're kind, because you're sensitive, because you're fun, because you're awesome, because you're great, whatever, because I need you because your money, whatever it is, I'm not ga- getting into how noble the reason is, it could be very noble. I love you because of your soul, your passion, your your creativity, your, your depth, your, your emotion, whatever. I love you because of your love. What attracts you to certain people? What attracts you to your spouse? I love you because of your face. Or to put it differently, I love you because of what I get from. Chibuk, I hug your back. What's the back? It represents a different love. I don't love you because of what I get from you. I love you because of you. And therefore it's unconditional. It's not Negeya what you're giving me. And that's why Chibuk, there's no separation. You can't get out of it. Because if it's a love that's dependent on your face, if you get it, if I don't get it from you anymore, the love could be weakened. If it's a love that's directed to you essentially, unconditionally of what you give me, then there's no way we could be separated. Like the Mishnah says weiter. it's It's endures forever, like David and Yonis. They had all the reasons to hate each other. He was his competitor. Shaul told him he's going to usurp the kingdom. But nonetheless, they loved each other. What is this type of love? It's an Ava to the etzeb, to the essence of the other person that's not based on reciprocity, meaning what you're giving me in return. Therefore, I love the acherayim as much as the ponem. That's a different type of Ava. I don't love you only because of what you do for me. I love you essentially. And therefore, you may not do anything. You have parents with children. Parents always say you should have nachas from your child. That's a beautiful brach. Sometimes you don't have nachas from your child. Esav also had a son called nachas. You know that, yeah? That's what they say, those hub in Yiddish and nachas. also had a son, nachas. He also had nachas. Okay. The is by You can see he a son called the <laughs> And what if you don't have nachas? What if a child is not capable of functioning well? I mean, physically or emotionally, the love disappears because you're not gonna you're not gonna give me what I need from a child. Sometimes the love is even stronger. Why is the love stronger? Because I'm not loving you because of what you're doing for me. I'm loving you essentially. Or to put it differently, it's my very essence that loves your very essence. Where in this first case, it's not my essence that loves your essence. It's the aspects of my life that get something from you, the part of you that gives me that's what I love, not you. And the moment you are divorced from what you're giving me, then I don't love you. And we understand that. It's a normal thing in life. I could love my business partner, he's a great guy, but there's one reason, because he invests in my company. Yeah, we become friends, but the Yisoy is, I get something from him. What's the Kiddush of Sukkos? That's the Kiddush. What does the Chibuk accomplish? He says, Shalayib Nifrit. He can't become a Nifrit. Which part does it permeate as we're going to see? The ochre of the person. Where do you see this in sukkus Where do you see this in sukkus So he's going to explain. That. This is the Nechudah You see, in sukkahs, one big site What's the mitzvah of sukkah? It's different than all other mitzvahs. All mitzvahs involve some spiritual dimension. You put on tefillin. You put on tzitzis. You daven. You say Krishna Brechas Whatever it is, Shabbos, loisah L- se'asa kiddush, in kippur, tkiyah shayfor lulav eating matzah. It's physical things, but it involves some toichen that's unique. What's the mitzvah of sukkah? Mitzvah of is an interesting mitzvah. Whatever you do in your house all year, you do in the sukkah. You sleep in the sukkah. You take a walk in the sukkah. You want to read the paper? Do it in the sukkah. A person goes to sleep. They do it in the sukkah, they're makayim a mitzvah. A person wants to shmooze with somebody. Not about holy things. You do it in the sukkah, it's a mitzvah. What's the mitzvah? What's the mitzvah? A whole year, it's not a mitzvah. It's not what you did. It's where you did it. You did it in the sukkah, became a mitzvah, means a way to connect to God. So how do you connect to Hashem on sukkahs? You connect to Hashem on sukkahs by being just you. That's how you connect. A whole year, you, you do something different. You're davening, you're putting on the. So I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. Discussing sports. Since when is discussing sports a mitzvah? I'm not talking enough there's an element of Bittletari here. That's a separate issue. <laughs> but we're schmoozing about something, schmoozing about the weather. Everybody's talking the sukkah about the weather, right? Talking about the weather is not a mitzvah. <laughs> huh? In the sukkah it's a mitzvah. You're talking about the weather, you're drinking a cup of orange juice and you're reading the news or you start reading or whatever it is. It says, whatever you do in the house, do in the sukkah. I'm taking a snooze, I take a mattress, I go to sleep in the sukkah. Whatever I'm doing. The Lashon gemara is I don't know how many people take walks in the sukkah, but you're taking a stroll. Suddenly, it's a mitzvah. What's a mitzvah? You're connecting to God. Why? What's the connection? The word here is, this is the Chapkeni. I love you in your acher, in your acher. Not only the kedem, also the acher. That's the shuv. In other words, in your position as a regular human being, a physical person, that becomes, that's how we connect. That, what, what do you mean we connect? I'm there, I'm present, I cherish it, I'm involved. That's a, that's the relationship of sukkahs. So what this accomplishes is that the whole rotzi of Rosh Hashani and Kipper which is a state of elevation, on Sukkot, it goes back into the of Shuv, back into the of Chibuk, that's the Kiddush of Sukkot, Yimini T'chapkeni. What that does is, that even in the space where there's distance, the relationship is still the same intense relationship, like the relationship of P'nimiyas Aleph. That's why it's called T'chapkeni. That's why it's the union of Tsel, of Hashem Tzilcha. That's the shadow of the sukkah. Okay. So in Siv Beis, the Balatanya discussed Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and then in Siv Gimel, he gets to uh, sukkahs and ultimately Shmini and Simchas Torah and what follows. So the main nekuda that's being conveyed here is that by definition. Life is a dance. And every Nishama is in a dance. And the rhythm of a dance includes two paradoxical motions. What he calls ratzai and shuv or kiruv and richuk, closeness and distance. Running, retreating, yearning and then returning Literally, ratzah, yearning, running, and shayv returning. One is the aspiration of the soul to uh, forfeit its own independent identity, and so to speak, melt away in the oneness of Hashem. And one, on the contrary, is shuv the the consciousness that I live, I'm not going to say a lonely life, it's not lonely, according to this whole explanation, but that I have to live my life. I have to return to myself, and deal, so to speak, with my own existence, my own self. The chiddish of Yiddishkeit is, that that even in the shuv, one ought to be able to see the dveikos, with the echad, because it's not... An authentic distance or alienation, it's part of the macha it's part of the dance. One cannot remain in a state of ratzai all the time unless they forfeit the purpose of existence. And uh, on the other hand, one can't remain in shuv a whole time, but it's a constant ebb and flow, a constant fluctuation between the two. And this has to do with two aspects of the soul that are both very real because the soul itself is rooted in Acher ve Kedem Tzartani. The Kedem creates a Ratsui and the Acher creates a Shuv. And both are very real. The soul precedes all of creation and it feels it, it senses it and that evokes its Ratsui. Ratsui is natural for it. On the other hand, the soul descended to a point that it follows all of creation because it marries the body which was created last on, on Friday, the last and it needs the other creations. Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Hashem created Adam last to be able to say, to show him that, you know, everything is ready for your meal. The, the world is ready for your taking. So that's all the and it's expressed in many different aspects. It's expressed biologically in the two ventricles of the heart, the Chalala Yimoni, the Chalala Asmoyli. One is the focus on blood, and one is the focus on Ruach Hayim, the spirit of life. And these are the two P'chinnas of, they create Ratzay and shayf. In the yamim Toivim, generally speaking, it's the difference between the first half of Tishrei and the second half of Tishrei. The first half of Tishrei is more of a motion of Ratzay, the second half of Tishrei is more of a motion of Shuv, but again, in each one you'll have both, as we will see. So, specifically speaking, Rosh Hashanah Kippur is a motion of Ratzon. The focus then is that the Neshama mm-hmm. lifnei Hashem titaru. You face lifnei Hashem lifnei in terms of is types, lifnei face the Pnei Hashem. You stand in the presence of Pnei Hashem. Bakshu Mimam makim krosicha Hashem. Kibayoimazaye chapir alaychim latayraschim lifne Hashem, as it says in Achreimais. The focus of Risheshon and Yim Kippur is the rotsui that the soul, this is what shuva means. Shuva means you return back to Kedim. You return back to Kedim. It's that experience of complete rotzoi. That itself is not so poshant. In order to get to the kiruv, you have to go through the richot. That's the whole system of, as he says, Viduyim and Shuvah and the Lev Nishbar. One has to be able to go through that process in order to get to the Kiruv of Rosh Hashanah and ultimately Yim Kippur when there's no eating. Why is there no eating? Because the person is being nourished by the Nekudas Halev, by the Kedem, which is beyond the Bria. That is Rosh Hashanah Yim Kippur. So there is also a Shuv, there is also a dance, there is also the richuk that precedes the Kiruv. But ultimately, one reaches that moment of intimacy, so to speak, which is Anyam Kippur. And that's, by the way, the connection of the two pirushim in machal, the dance and Mechilas Avon, forgiveness. Because that's what allows all forgiveness. They then... I
0: you've gone through this process of right. and Kiruv. That makes it right. into a Machal, Mechil. That makes a Machal. which can, machel.
1: Right. Machal makes Machal. The machal of the dance creates the machila, the forgiveness. That's why he started off. The machal has, has the two perusha. Now, the truth is, it exists in all the Yamim Taivim. But it doesn't begin with Yamim Taivim. It begins every day. He says, davening, a real davening is about Rotzwi. But then after davening is not about Rotzwi. After davening is about Shuv. The Gemara says, the Gemara in Brach is a is Paul Adam Kalayam Kula, right? It's a Levi. A person ought to go back in life. There are, there are moments of Ratzai, but a person can't remain there unless they don't live in the world anymore. You know, unless they cease to exist. And it's not just ceasing to exist in Gashemis, it's also ceasing to exist in Ruchneis. Because that's how deep the Ratzai is. So then there's... So even every day you have that, that Kiruv and Richok, that dance. He says, Elamai, when one experiences that Ratzai, it's enough to remain a shadow, that protects you even during the day, that even when you're in a state of shuv, you still have, so to speak, a memory of that state of consciousness, and therefore you don't falter. Like a shadow which protects you from the scorching sun. And it's interesting that this nekuda of the is called Sale for two opposite reasons. It's called Sale on one level because it's higher than oyer. That's complementary. It's higher than air. What's the ore? It's chershach. Huh? What's
2: the ore? for The ore. What, what is the that? The we're protecting ourselves from the ore, what's the ore? Or?
1: No, or the heat? scorching, scorching heat. Oh. Or whatever the shadow is protecting you from.
2: Of what? What's, what's the for?
1: Passion, heat, uh, addiction, habits, you know, fires that people have.
2: What the rutsal itself that you've experienced is that? Is that heat?
1: It's a different type of heat. We're talking about... Uh, we're talking about the uh, who could represent various uh, passions that are not productive to life so the person has the protection of the sale but originally it's defined as sale in a in a much more elevated way that it's higher than Eir he says yosha's sister because it's not it's not tangible it's beyond beyond the das so every day you have these Everything in, in Yiddish guide is Klala Prak, you have it in the Yamam Taivim but then every Yamtiv is reflected every day.
0: So originally it's what's higher than R, and later on what we think of as sale throughout the day is As a
1: protection. So it's the same sail in two different interpretations. It's higher than R, it's the Khaishikh that precedes vayomer lekim Yihir. And then the objective of the Shuvah is you go out into your external heart, so to speak, you operate on another level of consciousness, of to live, and you've got to bring that Choshich into Or. Or here means to the fore, to the light, to uh, to realization in the more external aspect of life. And then the first one remains sale. That's what he said in Yeah, We're
0: saying Atzel is hard than Or. How does that... How does that relate to us? We're saying that we're trying to bring back what Kedem before you bring Maish well, Yeah, because sale is higher before than that because maserish, it's, it's, not it's not tangible.
1: It, the, the relationship is beyond something that can be articulated. And it always exists. It always exists. The, the main avoid of life is to bring that mm-hmm. out from the helim to the Gilui or from the rotzi to the Shuv or from the choshech to the or, or from the Shoshayach to the rabbin in the different forms that he spoke about. After a person experiences this Ratzuy on Yom Kippur, now comes Sukkus. What's the void of Sukkus? He says, Sukkus is the Yemenite You have the smile like Tachas the smile which is only there to pick up your head. Tachas to under your head, to pick up your head to a state of Ratzuy, that's Yom Kippur. Then comes Yemenite Chabkaini, what it says Yemenite Chabkaini, that the deep love comes out in a revealed way, in the state of Shuv, meaning in the revealed heart, which is what chibuk represents, that you cannot be separated from me, even in a situation where it should, would be possible to separate from me. That's what chibuk represents, and that's the Sukkah, which is the Tzeil, Hashem, Hashem Tzilcha, where now you have the pnimius Halev, coming out Begili Halev in Sukkahs. That's the Hashem Tzilcha, to be able to access that deep love in a revealed way on Sukkos, which is how the Jew, so to speak, retreats into his regular self, or her regular self with the external heart, to retain and reveal that Pnemi Saava in a state of Shuv. And the first thing he said is the Sukkah. So we discussed that the Sukkah is unique because the mitzvah of the Sukkah is not to do something holy or spiritual in the Sukkah only, the mitzvah of sukkah includes even the most material, physical aspects of life. Nonetheless, in the sukkah it becomes a mitzvah. Right? There's the famous old siddur of art, that the sukkah is the mitzvah, it's a mitzvah that you go in with your with your dirty boots. Your dirty boots, it's also in the sukkah. You don't take in your dirty boots to other mitzvahs. It's not applicable to it. You have dirty boots, you have dirty boots. Here you have mud, your shoes are filled with mud. Not in this weather, but some other sukkah soon, And you go in with that. <laughs> but it's representative of something. There's only one more mitzvah that you go in like that. <laughs> Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. Ha'poyiris sukkah shalom aleinu, v'al The <Dil-Nagon> says, sukkah shalom aleinu, That there's the sukkah, is the sukkah, and then there's Yerushalayim. So the two mitzvahs are the mitzvahs that you go into your, with your whole body. So what's the what does it represent? It represents the feet, the head. Everything goes into the sukkah. A person is sleeping and suddenly in the sukkah, sleeping becomes a mitzvah. Sleeping is not a mitzvah. Sleeping is a hechshe mitzvah. Sleeping is important. I mean, it's, I guess, part of the mitzvah of Nishmartim, Oedlan, Avshiseich, Mabriyis, Saguf, But there's no specific mitzvah to go to sleep suddenly in the sukkah. It's an alza mitzvah. <laughs> How come we don't daven in the sukkah? Me'ikir hadin, you have to da- In other words, plain halacha, you have to daven in the sukkah. Because it says, the sukkah becomes the substitute of your house. But one second, do you daven in your house a whole year? Somebody who davens in their house a the whole year has to daven in the sukkah. But we don't daven in our house a whole year. Why? Because we want to daven with a minion and we want to daven in a shul. So sukkah is, you don't, sukkah is a exchange for your house. So look but is somebody who davens in their house a the whole year, for whatever reason, and their sukkah is comfortable enough to daven, it wouldn't disturb their kavanah. And they have to daven in the sukkah, like everything else. Like everything else. So therefore, sukkah represents bringing the razi back into the Shuh. In other words, the way the person is, let's call it a normal person, a normal functioning person, on a level of chitzayni aleph, on a level of chalil hasmaili, on the level of blood ki adam I do have to eat and drink. I'm not in the state of, uh, of Yom Kippur, of Eim Be'loyachil of Elayish Suyeh. Hashem Tzilcha, that's the Tzilo, it's the shadow, the shadow dafka. the shadow of that Ur which is higher than Ur. That's why it's called Tzil, not protects the person. It's a hug. What's a hug? A hug is, even if you want to run away from me, you can't run away from me. Why? Because our connection does not depend on you being in an elevated state, the relationship extends to every facet of life, even the shuv. That's the first thing in a sukkas. So it's well, really
0: an, an incremental process of rassovishov. Rosh Hashanah Sukhas sukkas is now a higher madriga because of this gili of the rosh yes, rosh yes, yes, of course it's incremental process.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It's incremental. yeah. and then explain to him what you just said. The word, he you know what? It, it keeps
0: growing and growing. It's not the same. Repeating. It's
1: yeah, it's still under yeah. The top line. The second thing is the shaking of the luluf, which is the second main mitzvah of sukkah. So you have the sukkah, which starts at night. And then in the morning, that's why he says sukkah first, and in the morning, you have the luluf. The luluf doesn't start at night. What's the connection? Ki minim shebeluluf it's brought in <laughs> Sifri hakabala that the dalad minim represent the four oices of shem havaya. The hodos is shem yud, and the arava is the shem hay, and the lulav, the long stick, which is, looks like the vav, is the vav, and the esrig is the final hay. The yud and the hay and the vav and the hay—that's the dalad minim. Umenanim, there's a fascinating uh, uh, story that's brought in, in halacha, unusual in Beis Yosef and the Turin and and Hilchas I think it's Simantov Rishnon Aaluf, he brings that uh, one of the Rishonim was Rabbeinu Menachem Rikanti. He wrote a famous commentary on, on Torah the, known as the Rikanti. He was a great, great makubal, a great God. So the Beis Yosef brings, that the Rik, in, in, in his halachic, in his halachic work Beis Yosef on tour, that the Rikanti writes, the Rikanti writes this in Parshish Emmer that he once had a oirach, his name was Ibizchak Ashkenazi, it happens to be the name of Darizal also, but it wasn't Darizal, it's a lot before Darizal. But it happened to be that name, Rebiz HaKashkenazi. So, uh, and he was staying by him. It was Sukkot. And the Rehkanti says he had a dream at night. He writes, he had a dream. What was the dream? That somebody wrote the name of Hashem, Yud, and then He, and then Vav, and then took a break, and he wrote the Hey <coughs> far away from the first three letters. So he says, I woke up, fatipoyim ruhi. he was very, uh, very not relaxed from the dream. Kanti was a big m'kubble, what it means. In the morning he went into the sukkah, and he says, I see my oirach shaking the lulav, the hadas and the arava, and then he takes the esrik, and he shakes it separately. And he wasn't mitzarif the esrik to the lulav. So I told him I dreamt about you last night, that you're separating the last hay from the first three letters, Yod-Heh-Vav. Even though, in the martyrs of Machlechus, in the and Rabbonam, if you have to take the Dalud Minim together or not. So even though, La you don't have to take the Dalud Minim together. As long as you have, the Ma'ak of but as long as you have all of them, but the best choice Paskins, based on this dream, to understand that the Rishonim trusted their dreams. You know, people have worse dreams, right? How they trusted their dreams, that based on this Paskins, that the mitzvah in is to shake the dalad Minim together, which is what we do. We put the ester near the Luluv, you shake them together because it's the yud and the he and the vav and the he to be together.
2: It would be it sound to say otherwise because it the current state of the the separation. Yeah, it
1: would be it sound the separation. It would be it sound to the say separation. Right. right. But based on this, we understand mean, that you want to bring it together, yeah. yeah? So he says, Umenanim, you shake them all. They say that by Ninua, Chazal says, Melech Mevi, Mele What's Mevi? Mevi is Mevi l'Lev. You bring it to your heart. And that's the key. All the Dalad Minim you bring to your heart. In other words, Kedeli is Meir o Mezgal. It's not Stamab Sadarech you shake the Luluv. And then you put it by your heart. No, that's the whole vart. You're trying to bring Sheim Havayi into the Lev, into the Chalel Hasmoyli. Which part? Which side do you do You put the Luluv? You put on the left ventricle of the heart. That part that's the haddam hua nefesh. That part that's fed through food and drinks. In other words, the ocher of the person. The person, the human being as we know the human being. The soul, the way it comes into a body which feels beastly. Which is ocher l'may seberashis. It's lower than all of my sabreshes. And why is it lower than all of my sabreshes? Because all the animals, creatures, may not have a transcendental consciousness, but they all follow a code, they follow a program. Right? As we have said, never does a sheep or a horse look and say, you know, I would love the potato chips, but next week I have a chasana. I can't gain weight. Somehow they don't have that issue. They do one of three things in their life. They focus on survival, searching for food, on propagation, making sure there's a new generation, and in the way that they're programmed to help their environment, whatever they do, they contribute a lot to their environment, cross-pollination, whatever it is that this particular animal or insect was chosen to do. They never wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm depressed. I'm not interested in living anymore. I'm not interested in living. Or today I'm going to become really, really obnoxious because I'm not in the mood of my wife. It doesn't happen. They follow a code. A person, we know how we wake up in the morning. That's the acher So that's, that's part of the lev ha the Chalal ha And on the other hand, the person is capable of ratzai, which is not shaykh to any other creature. And in that itself, and the shamas is beyond. So the nenuim is you take the dalad min and you put it by the leiv. Kadaylis made him is galabili b'shaladim v'zeosha benan, and that's why you shake it shit shitsitrin to all six sides. Myla matla arba ruches dinanuim of the lull of Yehuda above, up and down, and the four sides misrichmair of darim taf. And why? What's the point? Kihu is barich echad bashamayim u'b'arutz. So there's a reason I'll pia halacha. Chazal say for it should be good dew and good rain and a good abundance and all that. But he teaches here on a deeper level. Kehu is <laughs> bara chechad b'shamayim u'b'aretz b'dalad ruches. Hashem is one in heaven and earth and all four sides. Khazal famously say on the pasuk in Kisisa, he ne'makim iti v'initzafta alatzur. There's a space with me, so Chazal say, He constitutes the space of the world, the world doesn't constitute his space. So therefore, wherever there's a space, east, west, south, north, up, down, it's his space. He constitutes, even though the world doesn't constitute his space, but he constitutes the world's space. So the avoid of the Ninoim is, not such a Pashta avayda, it's to take the Echad, which is all the four sides, and Maile Mata, which is really all part of the Echad, but it should all come in where? It should come in into the heart, that the Hashem Echad, and the Echad includes all aspects of the world, which Shuv is a part of, because in Shuv you're part of my separations. It should all dwell and be revealed, Echad Echad. He should become, that's an expression from the Kegavna, from Zoya that we say that many say Svardim say Friday Friday evening before Barchu echad to be one with one in other words that the person's slave should become echad with Hashem echad that's the nilu so that's the same concept similar to the suk which is the emunah khapkani which is the deep avah that's lemaila mitamvadas coming out in a way that it's revealed in the shuvah of the person that's what's expressed in the mitzvah of sukkah, the chibok v'yeminei techabkini, Hashem tzilcha, The same idea in a, similar, in a different ways by the ninuyim of lulav to be able to take the dalit oishe shema vaya on all four, which is, which is in all four sides and my lamata and bring it into the leiv into the chalal asmiley that the person should be able to realize that the two are one, lemeve echad beechad that there's no distinction that even in the shuv he is completely connected, he is completely Dovuk, in the Echad, just like in the Rasi. Now the Lashon Lameve Echad echad. actually in the Kegavna, the Lashon there is, we say Kegavna, De'inan misyachad in L'Ela echad, right? Uf i isyachad as l'sata, de echad. Just like there's the Yichod Lameyla, there's also the Yichod Lameyla, so in the soul of a person, what does this mean? La eyla, khagavna dinam la means that the higher part of the soul is miyuchut. The kedam of the soul is one with Hashem. And then the kiddish is k'gavna dinna misakhadin la eyla. Ah e that even lamata, the way the soul is lamata in ocher should also be one. So lameve echad be echad, the two echads become one. The achdas lamailah becomes also the achdas lamata. So therefore you have here the two mitzvahs of sukkahs. One is the chibuk, where I hug you from your back. He's going to say later in the Mayimah, as I mentioned, chibuk is meachayev, I hug, hug, I hug you in your back. In other words, I'm connecting with your hind part, with your achirayah, with your, so to speak, most simple or primal or, or or physical or human or earthly part. That's what I'm hugging. Or specifically that the gashmi is of a person, is part of the kedusha of the sukkah. And the Ninuye Halulav is the Gilui of a in the Leva Adam, the external Lev, the Chalul HaSmiley, that the, the Dalit Isis Shemavaya are brought into that place, into the Shuf. And that's where it becomes difficult. In other words, accessing the Ratzari is not simple because it's concealed. But once somebody accesses it, the flow of inspiration there is an obvious one. It's an immediate one. But the Ta'achlus he said before is, to bring it back into the shuv. And that's what happens on Sukkos. To understand, to see, to see this whole process, we really speak about this process every single day. And here he gives an extraordinary interpretation. Do we have an English siddur? Yeah. The second Yeah, the actual
2: song
1: he gives an extraordinary interpretation to the Mizmah of Tilim we say every day in Pesukah de Zimrah from the end of Tehillim the last mismerum of Tehillim I'll just read the Pasuk because he's basically going to be explaining this Pasuk now we say every single day at the end of Halalukah naturally it seems like we're just talking about the weather and the truth is when winter comes Muncie winter comes or New York winter comes and the uh, the weather, you know, climate change occurs dramatically. <coughs> so we can relate to this passage. So let me just read it to you. First the passage speaks about, you know, Then he says, Hashem <laughs> gives snow katzomer, like fleece. Like tzemer, wool. The same color for your father. He scatters frost. Kfir is frost. He scatters it like ashes. Mashlich karchoi or mashlich kar He hurls his ice like crumbs. Lfnei before it's cold, who can stand? So this is discussing. David Hamelch is discussing a real, a real ice cold winter where he hurls his pieces of ice like crumbs. You know. The ice becomes like crumbs. Who could stand before this cold? Then Yishmah He issues his command and he melts the ice. Yashiv Rucha he blows his wind, and the waters finally melt and flow. And then the Mizma changes suddenly, Khukov Israel, which doesn't seem at all connected. You're describing to me the miracles of the weather of how things happen. It's raining. It starts snowing. Nois in cut summer. The whole world is bedecked in white, you know, a real snow, a 30 feet snow. All you see is Shalik, which looks like summer. But soon after that, the Shalik becomes foir, It doesn't remain Shalik. We know after a few days it becomes K'foyr. And basically, K'foyr means frost. It's a frost. And he scatters the frost like ashes. But the frost doesn't remain a frost. The frost turns into real ice, and mashlech karche like crumbs, and nobody can deal with this cold. And then finally, there's a big rain, and the rain melts away the ice, and you can walk out on the street again without slipping and hurting yourself. And then Makifav of Le'akif, he's not going to show that this this posse, these Psukim, are really describing the process of Tishrei, which is in microcosm the process every day, but it's expressed very much in the month of Tishrei. Now this the Pasik says, he hurls, he throws his ice like crumbs. Just like a little kid takes bread, takes crumbs and throws it across the room. The Reboi throws, he hurls, mashlech, karcha, his kerach, kifit kechepitim. Not like pita, but like crumbs. But that's, I think, where the name pita came from, Kipit. What's pshat? Ki hinei, itchila nemer aneisen shalak First the passage says, before mash lakarchi v'itim aneisen shalak atzomer, he gives snow like fleece. Shahu b'chines is yedgir memidas harachemim, levushe kislak chivram izgalo b'yem ha This represents that he gives snow like fleece, not only physical snow, but the two concepts of shelag and semer, which represent pure white. And it's the revelation of the 13 midas of rachemim, which come out on Yom Kippur, as he said earlier, that Pesach uh, says in Daniel Levushik, it's like his garment is like white snow, and the hair of his head is like clean wool. Im <laughs> kashonim, that even if the chataichem are like scarlet red, they'll become completely white. Im katoila katzemer yiu, shalag and zemer represent yud gimel midos and when the Jewish people are misale ponim beponim, when they're elevated face to face, that their deepest pnimius, so to speak, faces Hashem without any concealments. Lifne Hashem, the pnimius of Hashem. Pkinus pnimius nekudas alei—that's impossible. So that's why you have hanoyse and shalat tazamer. He gives this. He gives the shalat. He gives the tazamer. Shai days in nimshachum is galah besukas v'imin and therefore on sukkas comes that the rotsi comes into the shuv, which is the right arm, embraces What happens now is the ice, the, the snow turns into ice. He hurls his ice like crumbs. So, now you have sukkah's What's the connection between sukkah's and ice? So, if it was a frozen sukkah's, then the connection would be obvious. But a Sukkot like this year, which nobody could believe, is a representation of spiritual global warming, which the whole world is warmed up, at least here. So what's the Kerach? What's the Kerach? So he says, He says, All Chesed is compared to Mayim. Mayim is Chesed versus Eish Gvura. Mayim is a liquid, it flows, it's extroverted. The Gemara says, Mayim yared mimakum gavayalamakum namoch. In other words, you can't get water. If water could go down somewhere, it'll find its way there. Unless you block the water, if it could flow down, it's going to flow down. Which is what Chesed is. The Mayim, which is Chesed, which is the Ava, what happens? Niglat. It gets congealed. It gets frozen. It becomes Kerech ice. Ice represents, very interesting, how the Ava, El yoyna, becomes Nesgashim. It becomes material. It assumes a material incarnation and descends in the secret levels. Mayim is Chesed. Mayim flows, Mayim descends, and that's what Chesed is. person sees somebody needs something, and I give you, I share it. The Mayim goes Gavoyal Gavayel Memakam Namach. Kerach is the Mayim freezes. What does this mean spiritually? When the oir HaAva descends many, many levels until it freezes, this is called Nizgashim. It becomes material. What does this mean? So he says She Nizgashim B'Yorid B'Seser HaMadreik Kol Darg and You have to understand where this comes from. The water is descending from the high, from the top, the head, the beginning of all the Asar Madrigas, from a space on which we say the zohar says, no thought can grasp him. That's a Lashen of Tikkuni zohar in the Hagdama. Some say it, Erev Shabbos, before Mincha, Pasach Yahum. The introduction to the Kunei Zayar. a space that no mind can grasp. Him. That's the. He goes, this is the Aver Rabbah of Chalalayim money. This is the Aver of Knimius Nekudos Alev, That no Machshavah could grasp it. That's why it's not even called Oyer. Oh, it's called Sale. It's called Yoishav. It's called, it's called uh, That's why he has here the word also Saser. He, he, he always uses the words that he has in the beginning. He brings it back to the end. You'll always see. So therefore, it's a p'china of Shada. It's a p'china of Yoshez Chay shich, It's a p'china of Ava, that is. Taluma slave, it's concealed. It doesn't come out to Gilui because... Not because it's low, because it's so deep. So it's min atam bedaz. It's l'mayla from Asagas and Evrayim. Because it comes from Hashem it's Yisrael Olob HaMachshava. And as He said, le'imachshavay se'imachshavay sech so you have to understand that your soul comes from his thoughts, and his thoughts are not your thoughts. In other words, it comes from beyond any finite component. Water, you can't grasp water. Ice, you can hold on to. So ice is water, but it's the way the water becomes tangible. It's the way the water becomes uh, graspable. What's the right word for that? Uh, there's no word graspable. Palpable. palpable, I can hold on to the water. You can't hold on to water. You can't hold on. It's not nitfus. Water is not nitfus. It's a liquid. It, 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 it's elusive. That's how it has to be. It just flows. It flows. Ice, it's the same water. Ice is not a piece a new bria it's, it's the way the water becomes frozen. Now I can take a piece of ice, put it in my cup. I can hold on to the ice. I can also slip on it. We'll see that in a moment. You can also slip on it. But this represents the lace in spiritual uh, spiritual terms, lace makshavat the way it's congealed, it's frozen. So what happens from Yom Kippur? You come into Sukkot. Sukkot, the ava becomes frozen. What do you mean? I can grasp it. It relates to me as a human being. It's not anymore the rotzui, which is basically the human being. Melting away, losing identity, going back to the place of Leis Machshav which is the genuine experience of the depth of the soul. But it's rather the the Sukkah, that the way you are, the way you are as a human being in the left ventricle of your heart, the way you return to, the way you function on a daily level with your consciousness, with your with your pekla, with all of your issues. In Yashuv, in the distance. It's the second rhythm of the dance. It's the same love. It's the same water. It's just frozen. In other words, it descends and it comes down into the human being in his or her finite structure. That's what he says. It begins with, It begins with, To be manifested. That the Ava could be grasped in the comprehension of man. Each person according to his Shia, no two people experience love in the same way.
0: So the fact that it's tangible, does that make it a lesser a lesser majority? Is it the same
1: as if it was just Geshem? Well that's the whole Khiddish oh, of Sukkas. The Khiddish yes. of Sukkas is that the Panimius Halev, the Ava of the Panimius Halev, and the Panimius of Hashem comes down into from water, it comes into ice. The same so majority. we start off with and shela katzammer. And then it's mashlich karchi chifitimyeh. mashlich. That's why Dover HaMelech says the word mashlich. Why mashlich? When you throw something, there's giving and there's throwing. He says, P'chines You throw it, it represents, right, leaps. Sometimes quantum leaps. You're throwing it from one darge to another madray. Because this is not an easy transmission. The water turning into ice, mashlich karche. He throws it down. The Yerida of the Mayan is like throwing something far from one level to another level to another level. Kipitim! And then he continues, it's like crumbs. What's up with crumbs? He hurls ice like crumbs. So Api Peshat trying to say, you know, for us, you throw around crumbs. It's a natural thing. Children do it all the time. Right? You throw around crumbs. And for him, Mash l'karchi He says it's something deeper. Kipitim is p'chines pirut Crumbs represents, you have a piece of bread, but then it becomes fragmented, becomes divided. Litivavis madregis into myriads of levels. That's the whole point. Because the whole point of sukkus is that the Echot should be felt lamata. And in the Mata, everyone is different. This absolute fragmentation. Like he said, Kulchad from And that's why we say every day, how do we finish the Hinas? He puts it in Lamandas <laughs> Kolameh Oretz Ki Shamolkim Einot. The Ameyah Oretz Ki Shamolkim. The nations of the earth, the nations of the world, Lamata <laughs> Lamandas <laughs> Kolameh Oretz. Rishonim Kippur is not Lamandas Kolameh Oretz. Rishonim Kippur is Rishonim Kippur is the beginning of elevation. The mata goes back to the maile, the ratzi. Sukkis is fakert, Lamandas, Kalamaya aretz. You bring then lulav, the dalad minim, into the Lave. You go into the sukkah, Hashem, tzilcha, in the physical world. So therefore the kerach is hurled like crumbs. In other words, it's divided more and more and more, becoming individualized according to each person's capacity. That's what the kapitim is. Ah, but then the passage continues, there's a problem now, <laughs> when the snow becomes ice, nobody can deal with the cold <laughs> who can withstand this cold? it's freezing so now what does he do? he brings water again to melt the ice <laughs> see now there's a long there's a very very long brackets, very long a whole beer of kerach and and chirik I mean, it's a long, long beer. We could either have a sheid in it, but not now. And it ends ersht. It really third goes. Ah,
2: huh?
1: third line? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The third line. One seventy four. One seventy four. Who can withstand this cold? What does this mean? There's ice everywhere. It's like crumbs. But nobody can deal with the cold. So Yishlach lach He sends his word and he melts the water. He melts the ice. Yashiv Now we're going to see the opposite direction. was... Yom was But the only way you get to the iratsi is through the shuv. Because we are in this world. So if I don't work through my uh, vulnerabilities, if I can't break down what's going on, I won't be able to access that rotz because there's too many blockages. So therefore you have to have the shuv in order to get to the rotsi. The dance must include the two pchinus. You can't have the mochel if you don't have both pchinus, so the shuv comes to the rotsi. Sukkis is now the opposite direction. It's coming back into your own individual space and saying that God loves you the way for who you are, right? He loves you in simple terms, for who you are, for who you are. That's Sukkos. That's where the water becomes ice. It's tangible. It's contracted. It's, it's unique. It's individuated. It's not lace machshavit visebe. It's bringing it back into the space of life and not getting frustrated with that space, but embracing that space, appreciating the purpose in that space, the meaning in that space, it becomes a mitzvah, that's the sukkah, the lulav, Hashem is there in that space, Shuvla echad. there's the echad and the shuv, as he began the whole mime. Now there's the opposite, lifnei karasemi yamoi, they can get very cold. So now you need to melt the ice. So now from the so from the shuv of sukkahs, you go now in the opposite direction. That's shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. What happened
2: with the ice?
1: Okay, one second, we'll explain it says, "Who can withstand his karose? is from the word kar, krirus. <laughs> he gilu You have to understand that when this gilu, the tremendous love, comes down below, in a state of kerach, it kirus. It's cold. Ice is cold." What does this pshat again, spiritually? The kerach is what facilitates the shuv. Which is the antithesis of the ratzui, which represents a glowing fire. Glowing fire, means coals that are a flame. You know, burning coals are called rishpey Right? We have it in. Uh, in, um, in 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 Shushirim at the end. Rishafeha, rishvei es shall yutke, shall ka. So rishvei es is coals that are a glow. Shall so oila leha. You have a Shalheves, a flame that ascends upward. So the the different holidays really, when you're tuned in, every yomtiv is an energy in the world. And the, it's like a certain a certain presence of Hashem in the world in a certain way. The energy that Hashem reveals on Yom Kippur facilitates in the soul. Rotzi. In other words, if your antennas are up, we're talking about somebody who has antennas. If I don't have an antenna up, then uh, energy I had energy ahin. You know, I could come to a wedding and uh, you know be busy texting during Har It's fine. But uh, you know, right? <laughs> huh? That's a joke. I don't know if it's a joke. I don't know if it's a joke. <laughs> I don't know if it's a joke. I was at a Minions the other day, in the Chazen, <laughs> this was a Madrega. The, the Chazen himself, by Chazar's Hashats. Okay, maybe his wife had to go, uh, maybe his wife was uh, about to deliver a baby. <laughs> so, uh, so, but I was at a chuppah, so a person, one of the people on the chuppah, the father, whatever, one of the, this, <laughs> He's taking out his phone. He's texting. Okay, maybe he had a shail on the ring. He had to ask his it off. I don't know, but uh, but the point is, if your antenna is not up, you can have you could be in the presence of greatness and just lose the moment. When I am just saying that as a hakdama. When the antennas are up, Yim Kippur, the type of energy that comes into the world, it, it triggers the rotsy of the soul. It triggers it. it. It evokes it. It speaks to it. If I could say, it tickles it. You know, it it it, it awakens it. The energy of sukkus it triggers the Shuv, it embraces the Shuv, it gives dignity to the Shuv. And the beauty in this is that Yiddishkeit operates on both streams, and one never captures all of it. We get frustrated because everyone has Ratzaya and Shuv based on who they are. Okay, Some people in a more extreme fashion, in a more inspired fashion, but the concept is, is a concept of life in everything, right? Ratzaya is you always want more. And shuv is you make peace with what you have. Uh, is uh, you never you're never content. You never can, and you always want to like a rishvei'ish. The fire try to relax. Fire you can't relax a fire. Tell a fire you have your oil, you have your wick. There's no such a thing. The fire is always dancing, always swaying, always licking the air, kissing like dancing towards heaven. Oil la Never relaxes. And Shuv is the opposite. Shuv is, 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 is resolution. Shuv is embracing. Shuv is coming back. Shuv is don't run. Don't run. You know what Hashem tells Moshe. Moshe says, I want to go become part of the fire. What does he say? You have to be able to embrace love. But on the other hand, if you only have love, you could remain frozen. You could remain cold. You could remain frozen. So you have a very subtle paradox. On one hand, erot, so you got to go into the Shuv because that's the human condition, that's the human existence, and it's the Tachlis of the Havayda. As he spoke in the Maimed of Rosh Hashanah, for the whole Havayda was to bring the Ayin into the Yesh. Remember we spoke then at length to bring the Ayin into the Yesh of the world it becomes a separation there has to be a separation separation means you're not in a state of rotzi take it take it between a husband and a wife same thing you have rotzi you have shuv there's moments of oneness and there's moments of separation and everybody knows a couple with a wife with the husband the man that 24 hours we have to be together right nobody could survive you, you, you choke each other you just even if it's a good relationship there's the shuv, there's, and, okay, that's the beauty of it. The dance is, we're close and we're distant. And you become back close. Now the distance could be on many levels. Some people are mahadir in the distance, okay? We know that. But the concept is the same. There's an element of separation. But we all know when the av. so when suk, the message of is is what? I want you the way you are. I want you the way you are. In other words, I want you to make peace with your physical self. So the Balatanya says, but this could get cold. This could get frozen. Because it doesn't have the Rotzi, which is Rishfei Rishfeyesh, shall have a You didn't do it right.
2: Huh? You didn't do it right. If the whole point of Sukkot is that the Rotzi goes into the shur, it's not, not a
1: judgment <laughs> call, you did it right, you didn't do it right. It's not a judgment call, you no, did It's a reality. Part of the shuv reality, by definition, is
2: the shuv is, a distance,
1: no? is a distance. Yeah.
2: Well, what's the reason so about can, it? Ah. Huh? So how can it be good? Because we
1: the Because that's the whole kavana. The kavana was that the person should be megala the achdos in the distance.
0: But if you do that, then you don't need the. Then you should be resolved, and that's it. You should be able to go forward. They shouldn't need to contrast them with anything. You should actually. You should have. Completed, you <coughs> it. in it's inherently an unstable condition. That's what we're saying. It's never really yeah. stable. Yeah. The minute you have the Rutso, you, <laughs> you <laughs> got to go yeah. back
1: to the Shuv. Yeah. And when you have the Shuv. So at
2: what point have you actually synthesized them?
1: The synthesize right is that you recognize the contrast. That's the synthesis. Yeah, it's the heartbeat. Look at your heart. What does the heart do? Does your heart ever say, you know what? I've been. Contracting, uh, constantly expanding, contracting. How how long? Decide what you are. You want to contract, or you want to expand. Decide what you are. You know what happens, yeah? Then you got to go to a cardiologist, and it's pretty bad, huh? You don't want you don't want the X-ray, you know, to show, you don't want the the image to show up that way, right? You want your heart to operate on a paradoxical level. Why? Because that's how we get in touch with 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 life. That's how we get in touch with the ruach hayat
2: the you call succus either Ritzai or Sudus, say it's both. It's
1: both. Okay, okay. No, it's both, but the focus, su- of su- is, le- the kiddish of sukkas is Mashlik Karchikfit. The kiddish of Sukkis is the kiddish of Shuf. However, he says ice is cold. Vaster becomes cold. Huh? What?
2: A flat line. That's we don't
1: aspire to a flat line, of course. Right. Says, Not every person has the ability to be able to stay in shuv and be one. Again, the Sefer Yitzira says in but that's a chiddush that in the state of shuv the person should have that vekus. He just told me that He embraced you. It's Yimino Yitich yes, but He says, remember, What's a Chibuk? A Chibuk is the back. You embrace a person in the back. The uniqueness of an Ava of Chibuk is, I embrace, where's the hug? In the back of the person. The difference of the face and the back of the person. Spiritually speaking, is the Ponim of the person, the Pnimius of the person represents the Ruchnius of the person, the Kedusha of the person, the transcendental qualities of the person. The Achiraim of the person represents Pchnus which is the Gashmius, that may be separated from the Kedusha. So even though we're dealing with Sukkot, which is Yemenit Chabkeini, so what do you mean he's not Dovuk Bashamachot? But take a look at a Chibuk. You hug the person in the back. The back means that I embrace your physical self. I embrace your animal self. I embrace your matter. And what that happens is, like Avram, The person may become stuck over there. It says, Not like Avram. How can a yishmal come from an Avram? In other words, from the Ava of Av, Avram Avinu, they could come also Yishmal. Why can they come Yishmal? Yishmal Yishma was also a man of love, but he was frivolous. He took Avram's energy and he diverted it. He took Avram's energy and he distorted the energy. He was also chesed. But the chesed of Yishmal is not like the chesed of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu's chesed was disciplined, it was divine, it was selfless. Yishmal's chesed was a party animal. Also wants everybody should enjoy but it's about self aggrandizement <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes 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 and this was succus succus you sacrifice 70 bulls right you start with 13 12 11 in other words succus embraces the whole world the whole world. That's the Avedah of sukkas. That's the beauty of sukkahs. The beauty of sukkahs is you embrace nature, the Dalad Minim. You go out to the sukkah and you You don't have that on Yom Kippur. But what that means is you become a universal person. When you become a universal person, you may forget who you are as an individual. So there's two motions and both are important. There's, there's the Jew as part of the universe. And there's a Jew as part of the Jewish people. And that tension is not easy. So some say, just stay in a state of Ratzai, segregated, aloof. And then there's no worries, right? You never go out of your house, it's fine. Others say, no, you're part of the world. Shiva o But over there, you could lose your identity. I'm speaking on a very practical level, right? It's one of the biggest arguments of the Jewish people. Who are we? Are we universalists? Or are we... Uh, Parochialists? Are we uh, particularists? Are we for ourselves or are we? Famous line. Tikkun olam. Just as another two words. <laughs> but that's the tension again of Ratzni and Shur, But in the person himself, there's the Shivim Umus in me, there's the Yishmal in me. So the love, 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 love is Givaldi. And Sukkah represents unconditional love. But what, does, what can unconditional love breed? We all know. Unconditional love, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I love you the way you are. I love you the way you are. But what can happen is that a person becomes stuck in their shuv. They're not moved. They're not moved to grow. They're not moved. There's no fire anymore. Why? It becomes a frozen experience. The frozen experience means that the person becomes detached, or desensitized. That's what he says. When the Shuv detaches from the Ratsui, the person could fall, can slip. Can slip and fall on their back. So now the person has to go back and reignite the fire. In order to build up the fire of love, that's the next stage of the tale. So Yishmol was he was considered what? Huh? was considered frozen. In the Yishmol came from Avram's chesed. He was his son.
0: So he was frozen. But
1: what did he do? He took his ava, and he didn't have anymore the same type of ava like Avram Avinu. But he technically rekindled his fire by continuing. No, no, the point of Yishmal is that from Avram Avinu you can have a Yishmal that comes out. How could from Avram Yishmal come out? How from Asukas? Right. That's what he says. From the greatest of Ava, you could still have a Yishmal. So
0: you have to make sure you rekindle it in the right way. Yeah. Right. Avram okay. the Yitzchak. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yishmal Rabbi, I'm saying to become the ungraspable. Right. To become the. Yes. Right. To
1: go back into the water, right.
0: i not saying, what well, the problem is if you stay
2: stuck, you show.
1: It's not feasible," he said before. He said, "Yeah, right to be in." He said clearly. Here, in the first uh, first Obed of the Maimur, the line starts, Ratzai V'shoiv, Maimur's close to the beginning. He says, Kach Simchas Knesset Yisrael, right? Lo yirichuk Maimur, Chacholam L'abchines Ratzorul. Which sums it up. It's impossible, Impasso. It's,
2: it's
1: not a sustainable life. If it's not a sustainable life, it also means it's an undesirable life. That's not a given. If it's not possible, that means it's not desirable.
2: Sure it's possible, but
1: it's not good it. I wouldn't say not good. It's it's just it's 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 it, you you lose the dance. You lose the rhythm of the dance. I
0: guess I'm going to
1: say that's why we dance with some chutzpah. Oh, you go, you go, to go back to the mach. You go right. back to the mach.